Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 27th of September. Felt a little bit hungover this morning, Izzy. It's the hangover of the greatest <laughs> sporting weekend of the year. I think that's what it does to you. It's just exhausting. It is, it is. No, but it was great, mate. It was great. If you're a sports fan and you just love all sport, what a weekend that was. We had rugby, we had NRL, we had AFL, we had boxing, we had UFC. We got the Golf Rider Cup on now. We had some great guests on today. We had some great guests. We had the Golden One talking all things All Blacks v South Africa in the 100th test and how South Africa were able to nail their game plan, execute what they spoke about all week and put the All Blacks under immense pressure. Um, mate, they're looking forward to countering this weekend. We know what's needed of the All Blacks. Um, expecting maybe a couple of wee changes to their squad and maybe a couple of new ideas to maybe counter what South Africa brings. So that was awesome. And then we had Gareth Davies out of the Telegraph UK talking all things boxing. We have a new heavyweight champion of the world, Alexander Usyk. He defeated Anthony Joshua and just flipped the heavyweight division on its head. Uh, Fury versus Wider in a couple of weeks. Joseph Parker is joining Smithy later on in the morning to talk all things boxing and what does this do for Joe and his journey back to heavyweight golden era or kingdom, wherever he is going to go. He's hopefully going to get that title back and get another opportunity to get the heavyweight belt back. We've talked UFC 266, Dan Hooker and maybe City Kickboxing having a head offshore move the gym over to the United States. That is... The basic reality of the day and age we live in in New Zealand, it is hard for these fighters to get ahead and get what they need to do, so maybe moving to America is the way to go. We also had Adam Blair joined us to talk Penrith Panthers versus the Rabbitohs, Benji Marshall, and this fairy tale finish is well and truly becoming a reality. The Rabbitohs taking on the Penrith Panthers, Beavers, Panthers this Sunday. That should be an absolute cracker. And it is our good friend Baz McCullum's 40th birthday. He is in the fourth decade of his life. What an yes, absolute champion. Bezza. We've got some guests that are joining us. Baz, a happy birthday, brother. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. The Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmores. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It is Monday the 27th of September and it's just after... 6am, 6am in the morning, yes, daylight savings, we're back, didn't miss the alarm, lucky for iPhones, they changed the alarm, uh, they changed the time automatically, so lucky, what a weekend, what a weekend of sport, netball, NRL, AFL, rugby, boxing, UFC, golf, Ryder Cup, racing, and much, much more, Louis touched on on Friday, it was this, the greatest sporting weekend of all time, wow, We'll have to be right up there because it was unbelievable. I'm currently watching the Ryder Cup at the moment. And John Rahm, world number one, is three down after three holes up against Scotty Scheffler. So Scheffler's on a bit of a roll up against the world number one. America, USA leading 11-5 in the third and last day of the Ryder Cup. 
Also, uh, we've got a great show for you today. Great show for you today. Spoke about it. We've got a lot of sport on around the around the globe in New Zealand. A lot of topics that need to be spoken about throughout the morning. Three hours. We'll try and cover off it all um, during the morning. But seven o'clock, we're going to talk about the hundredth test. The hundredth test match we played on Saturday. I'm going to give you my take on what I saw and what played out. Then after eight, we'll get the golden one on Jeff Wilson to share his insights. Also, would love to hear from you about your thoughts about that game on Saturday. Springboks versus the All Blacks. 19-17 win from the All Blacks in the end. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't perfect. We have to take our hats off to South Africa. They spoke about their plan, what's in their DNA, and it came to fruition. They put the All Blacks under immense pressure. So looking forward to chatting about that and want to hear from you. So let us know. And then on the weekend, the fight game was well and truly in flight over the weekend, we have a new heavyweight champion of the world. Alexander Usyk. Usyk defeats Anthony Joshua convincingly to flip the heavyweight division on its head. So we've got Gareth Davies out of the Telegraph UK. He joins us. He was at the fight. So we're going to get all the details about what's, what that's done for the heavyweight division. Now that Fury Joshua $200 million fight, that's well and truly gone. Um... Fury fights Wilder on October the 9th. Whatever happens in that outcome, will that obviously the winner of that will take on Usage for the heavyweight championship of the world. So out the fight game is well and truly alive now with all things at Usage um, defeating Anthony Joshua. And then we had UFC 266. Uh, our own Dan Hooker was very impressive defeating his opponent over in America. The troubles and the struggle that he had to get through to even make it to America, having to go to the embassy in America, get a visa. He arrived in Vegas a day before his fight. He had to uh, shred weight on the plane. Oh, mate, what an absolute champion. And then post-match, he spoke about um, a a lot of struggles that City Kickboxing they're having to go through, being in New Zealand, being located in New Zealand, and how New Zealand has um, been going through this lockdown with COVID and maybe City Kickboxing having to move to America, which will be a huge, huge loss for New Zealand sport. And, and he spoke about New Zealand sport, sport New Zealand, and the struggles that they have made City Kickboxing, all the barriers and things that they've had to put in place. Um, so City Kickboxing, Eugene, Israel, Ato Sanya, Dan Hooker, they're not happy. They are not happy. But anyway, we'll touch on that a bit later in the show. And then... In our finals, Benji Marshall and the fairy tale finish is well and truly becoming a reality as the Rabbitohs romped into another grand final. They will have their work cut out, though. They're up against the gutsy, gutsy Penrith Panthers Beavers team. Beavers team, the Penrith Panthers. They are in the grand final. They tipped up competition favourite Mel- Melbourne Storm. Melbourne Storm didn't pick that coming. Didn't pick that one, mate. You know, Penrith struggled their way through the playoffs. They tipped up the favourites, Melbourne Storm. But anyway, Adam Blair joins us to talk all things rugby league. Adam Blair, he's been there. He's been to a finals. He's won a competition. He knows what it takes. So looking forward to chatting to Blairy. And then today, it's a very special day, really. It's a very special day. It's Baz Skips McCullum's birthday. So today, we've put a wee package together for some messages of support for our man, Baz, as he embarks into his fourth decade of his life. Our good man, Baz McCullum. So happy birthday, Skip. We hope you're having a great one. I look forward to chatting to you. I'll give you a message later on. It's a bit later over in the UAE at the moment. But Baz McCullum's birthday. If you've got any messages for Baz or you want to 
send anything, we'll pass it on to him. Give us a text on double eight double three. If you want to give us a call, 0800 150 811. My good man, Louis. Louis Herman Watt. Good morning, Louis. How are you? Yeah, good, Izzy. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was, it was a good weekend. Good weekend. The weather was great down here. Had the old man here, and my kids are a little bit crooked at the moment, so they, uh, they were just you know moping around the house, and yeah, so there's a little bit of a sickness going around the, the dag household at the moment. I'm slow this morning, but that's okay. We'll just get through it. And mate, what a weekend! When you when you wake up, you know you've got tons and tons of things to talk about. Um, that's what gets you excited. So, mate, there was heaps of sport, racing. Racing on the weekend out at Elephant, maybe. Maybe we should have just been oh, Elephant, mate. With, definitely should have. Paul Moati. <laughs> Paul Moati, because Elephant, that romped on, didn't it? It was great. I Ele- watched that race. It was, elephant it was, was real good. superb, mate. Elephant was so good. Defibrillate, on the mm. other hand, just couldn't quite get to them in time. Just ran out of runway mm. and just wasn't close enough on Friday night. Uh, Super Base got got us paid and yes. got the Child Cancer Foundation paid on Friday night. The yes. Scan Man found a winner, and Troy I Scanlon. I said to Troy Scanlon straight away, I said, "Mate, you know what that means? You're running it back until you lose one." <laughs> no, I was very happy with that one. I was very happy with that one. Super Base. It actually, um, yeah, romp time, storm time. It was it was actually looked really really good. So Troy Scanlon, he knows he's our pacing for purpose. Uh, Picker, he picks the picks the horses, gives us the wee tips and and things like that. But mate, what what about this? Have you been watching this Ryder Cup? I have been. You been watching this any of this? Oh man, it's good. It is so good. Like USA are up by by a fair bit, with six points at the oh. moment. If you don't understand, they play the they play uh, for two days. It's four ball um, match play, um, and and you you can earn half a point. Or a full point, um, if half it if you tie, full point if you if you win the comp if you win your match, and so USA currently just uh, well ahead of, of um, Europe. It's going to take a masterclass of for Europe at the moment. And with John Rahn, the world number one, he's down three nil after three holes. It's going to be a tough day for them. But mate, this is this course, this course whistling straights has been windy for the last two days, and without the wind, it'll be bloody tough. So. Currently loving this, loving the loving the Ryder Cup, Louie. Look at where Scotty Scheffler just stiffed that. He's put it within two feet of the hole. Um, he's about to go four up on John Rahm through four holes, which is no easy feat. These guys are... I love the Ryder Cup because it's the energy that it brings. I saw Justin Thomas and... Uh, who was it? Uh, JT and someone else was sculling a beer yesterday. Like some some of the lads from the crowd oh, threw them down a couple Berger. of vessels. Yeah, Daniel Berger. <laughs> and they yeah. were just like, were just like full on, like throw it at the ground. Like they're up and about, like mid tournament, which is just so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a tournament unlike anything else. And um, no, it's a it's a real cool experience, mate. There's been so much like it's hard to know where to start today or even what to even talk about. But Max Gorn. Mm. And the demons on Saturday night, I just have to give them a yeah. huge shout out. They they ended up winning by like eighty points, and in the third quarter, there was a point where it was like, oh, the dogs are up and about here. Like the dogs are up and about. Like the, the demons really need to pull finger, and then they just they kicked like twelve goals in a row. Just could not be stopped. Is that the biggest mar- uh, winning margin in the grand final? 
I don't know if it is, but it's it's very close. It's huge. They just mm. they romped them. They just com- in the yeah. f- fourth quarter and the end of the third, they just completely sorted them. So Saturday night was a bit of a mission, really. I mean, we had the All Black, we had the the Rugby League into the All Blacks mm. into the AFL, and um, yeah, it was trying to pace myself and not get too excited, but it was hard work. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Mate. I was pumped actually with with um obviously when you, when I got to yeah interview Max Gorn and, and the Melbourne Demons, you know I had no idea who Max was and didn't really understand too much about AFL. But then gave the the Demons a follow on the Instagram and then gave Max a, a follow on the Instagram too. And you know you can see so much from from social media. Um, it is good and bad. We'll touch on the bad later with um, Reese Walsh and, and that side of it. But there is good to the social media. Um. Mate, and just being able to get an understanding and, and uh, you know an inkling to what it really means to, to Australians over in the Melbourne uh, in the Melbourne area, the Demons, the oldest club in the AFL history, and just seeing them celebrate and seeing Max, you know, obviously having to speak to him, that connection we had, I felt like I knew him watching him on there, and just seeing this, you know, the joy that it brings, and and um, yeah, just uh, just so happy for them, mate, and, and that was awesome. And, and, and I reckon it gave a good insider to a lot of New Zealanders as well, what it really means to to Australians, the AFL. Aussie rules is, is their probably main sport, their identity. And, yeah, what a, what an absolute um, champion he is, Max Gorn. So he's got a supporter over here in Christchurch. I'm, I'm, I'm right up for it, mate. Pumped for them. Yeah, it felt like New Zealand's uh, flag, didn't it? It was, inc- it was seriously incredible. And I see you talk about how... Uh, popular it is 3.9 million people watched it on tv it was the highest rating uh tv uh episode or anything that year in australia outrated the olympic opening opening ceremony all of the reality tv shows three so 3.4 million people watched it live which is Mm. quite incredible um yeah so that was that was very very good other than that the weekend was pretty slow for me mate we talked about the wisdom teeth the wisdom tooth on uh friday and that had me had me up against a little bit the back against the wall so it was pretty much just trying to get that to yeah, get didn't want to have to resort to getting the craft knife out as uh someone mentioned on <laughs> friday so now it was it was pretty low key how's the old man going does he love it down there at the, at the estate yeah he loves it he loves it he just sits in um in the in the out in the outdoor area where he just lights a fire and he just plays his trackside all day and then he'll flick out to the rugby and he watch Hawks Bay Magpies the mighty Magpies first win in Wellington in 44 years so Hawks Bay get up yesterday over Wellington 31-29 Wellington get made made a bit of a game towards the end there but no he just yeah he just flicks through racing and um, I just top up his account and he does one over two or two over ones you know just chips <laughs> away and. That hundred, you know, just that money lasts for a bit, of, you know, probably about three weeks of the way he bets. Yeah, he, he is fun, mate. He's just chipping away, and but like, yeah, it was a good weekend just to to relax with the old man and um the family, the kids. The kids are a bit slow, so but that's okay. That they'll, they'll just chip away, and we'll get them better, and then they'll get back to a bit of get some life back in their legs. And um, yeah, no, it was good, mate. And, and look, I, I want to talk about this one thing actually. On the weekend, there was a game in Invercargill. Invercargill was uh, Canterbury <laughs> yes. versus Southland, and this is another. Big talking point. I want to. I want to get an understanding out there, like, because there was another golden point. Yeah, I was thinking of you, the great golden point defender, Israel Day. <laughs> there, there was another golden point match, and the and so the uh, Southland coaches come out, and he's spitting texts. He's spitting texts, and he's brought up a lot of points about the you know the conversations we had uh, two weeks ago with the Ranfurly Shield on the line, and he says it's a game for eighty minutes. Eighty minutes, split the points, and go. 
And so he was pretty he was pretty disappointed and he was pretty um pretty gutted about it. And he said the the flip of the coin has plays a big part because obviously it was a big gale gale force wind um down in Limicargo. So Canterbury won, they had the tailwind and then we know what happens, they get a penalty right in front from the scrum. Fergus Burke kicks the winning goal, game over. Canterbury take all the points, Southland get none. And um so yeah, it just made me think. It made me think about the golden point rule. The golden point rule and when and when when it should be in place. When and sh- when should it ever when should it be used? Like um it, like the coach had a fair point and I'll I'll listen and I'll I'll put it on the side and so when I was talking about the golden point, I felt like there was a prize in the end. There was a prize on the line at the end. So a result was kinda needed. So there was two opportunities when that come to mind for me. British and Irish Lions, when it was one all, and um, we needed a result in the end, but we didn't go to golden point. That's when I feel if there's a result or there's a prize, maybe go to golden point, whereas the Ramfley Shield was on the line, that's when they went to golden point. Right. There's still something in the end. When there's just a, a, a round-robin game, when there's probably nothing on, or like you know, like there's, there's no real prize, obviously there's points and there's a prize at the end. Um yeah, it just made me think. Made me think about this golden rule. I want to hear from your. Th- I want to hear your thoughts at home. What, what do you think about the golden point? I know we've spoken about it before, but the golden point throughout the round robin. Do you do you like it, or do you not like it? Should it be more for the finals, playoffs, or or a Ramfilly Shield, or a, a game like a deciding moment? Should it be a part of the the um, competition for defi- deciding moments, not a round robin? I want to hear from you at home. Give us a text on double eight double three with the golden point. At the moment, within the provincial NPC, it's. I felt for Southland because they probably yeah. actually deserved to win the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that well, is, they should have. Marty Beck sort of kicked that. <laughs> <laughs> you had your chance, Marty. <laughs> he kicks those. He kicks those in his sleep, Banksy. Yeah, kicks those in his sleep, left foot. Terrible conditions down there. It was great to see the mm. two Martys, Marty Banks and Marty McKenzie. <laughs> Combined age of what about seventy? No, they're not that old. But they've been around for a long time, those guys, and they were both out there. But it was a, a hell of a game, and I do think Southland deserved to win it. So I can see the mm. frustration with the wind and the conditions. But that kind of, again, like you said last week, well, the rules were the rules before they went in. It never sounds good to whinge about something after you've lost, does it? Nah, 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 nah. And it, it, that's the thing. He's come out. He's, and he's said it before. Constantly, he's like, no, I'm not being sad here, and I'm, I might sound like I'm <laughs> being a sore loser here, but you know, he had a fair point. He had a fair yeah. point, and I listened, I listened, and I, I took it, and I was like, okay, this could be quite a good conversation we could have on Monday. Yep. And um, yeah, I just want to know, like, because yeah, I've come out and said with the Ramfley Shield, the Ramfley Shield and the Golden Point should be on the line, because I feel like there's a result in the end. But in a round robin, should they just split after 80 minutes, split two points each? See you later. See you next week. You know, it's a game 80 minutes. So, yeah, just want to hear your thoughts at home. Double eight, double three. Give us a text on your thoughts. Yeah, don't hate it. No, like, I like where your like head's at. Um, All Blacks, Springboks, 100th test. Wowee. There we go. I don't really know what to make of it. It was a I, – look, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. We can talk about it more. Double eight, double three. What did you think of the All Blacks Springboks match? We want to get to that as well throughout the morning. Who played well? Who didn't? Give us your opinions, your thoughts. 0800-150-811, the Kennards Hire phone line. We'd love to hear from you this morning on that. We'd love to have some talk back. We'd love to hear from you across any of the sport you watched over the weekend. It was a massive sporting weekend, including some UFC, some boxing, a new heavyweight champion of the world. Can you believe that? Wow. It just seemed to happen. 
Plenty going on, including the Ryder Cup, the NFL, Baz's Tottenham getting a hiding at the hands of Harry Simeo's Arsenal. We're going to have to catch up with Harry at some stage this week too. Right now, it's coming up 20 minutes past six. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. The Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmores. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It's 24 minutes past six o'clock. 0800 150 811 is the Kennards Hire phone line. Rory McIlroy is playing superbly against Xander Schauffele in their matchup at the Ryder Cup. We've got plenty of sport on. Uh, Arsenal, well, they've given Tottenham a hiding 3-1 in the Premier League. Congratulations if you are a Gunners fan. Now, yesterday... Whew, there was so much sport to get through, but one one match in particular, one event in particular, was the UFC with Volkanovski. Well, he was just that fight might have been fight of the year. But Dan Hooker was on the prelims. He had to travel long and hard to get there. This is what he had to say afterwards about the situation he finds himself in with his city kickboxing teammates being based in New Zealand, trying to be a UFC fighter on the other side of the world. I feel like I feel like. The, the powers that be showed their true colours. I feel like um, I feel like Sport New Zealand. I feel like the bigwigs and the media back home in New Zealand. They've just kind of been playing nice with us because we've been getting so much attention for the country. They've been playing along, playing nice of us, and then they saw opportunity to to put a lid on us or put a cap on us, and they showed their true colours of what they really wanted to do, which was stop MMA and the UFC getting massive in New Zealand, but it's a part of New Zealand culture. Combat sports is a part of our DNA in New Zealand, and we're going to push through no matter what. So when I say that, yeah, I'm I'm willing to come over here and um, move to the States to continue. It's not because I want to move away from New Zealand or or take anything away from New Zealand. No, I want to keep the ball rolling for New Zealand. I want to keep the ball rolling for my people. I don't want to just go back home and, and stay in my house and shut up and stay quiet and do what they want me to do, which is not not train, not fight, sit on my hands, shut my gym down, um, and not continue to grow the sport in New Zealand. No, I'm not going to take that. I'm going to continue to train. I'm going to continue to fight. I'm going to continue to make sure that the UFC and MMA in New Zealand has a massive future and it's not going anywhere. Wow. Total passion from Dan Hooker, is he? I'm angry, mate. No, oh, mate. I've had I've had enough. I'm fed up. You know, like just how it's been carried. You know, like with you know, I know there's been a lot of talk over the weekend about it, and and then with Dan Hooker just getting a bit of understanding of what these guys had to go through, and you know, we we proud, we pump them up, and we love showcasing them about. But now, when it comes to the crunch, we don't help them. We don't help them get to what they want to do, what they were about to achieve. We like claiming them. We love claiming them. Yeah, they're from Kiwi. They're from New Zealand. They wear the flag with pride and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and we love to, you know, say, oh, they're, they're Kiwis. And when they're doing well, that you know, we, we pump them up and we claim them as our own. But when it time gets tough and they never get the support and then just getting a bit of an understanding from Dan and Israel Adelsanya, like uh, what they've had to go through. And now uh, we're potentially going to lose the best kick, um, boxing gym in the, in the world. They're going to move from Auckland to, to the United States. Because they can't get any support, they can't get any help. You know, they they're just getting left in the lurch, having to fend for themselves. You know, Dan Hooker training at home, police coming over twenty times a, uh, a week to say they'll lock him up and bashing down his gym door. And you know, he's trying to prepare for a world title fight. You know, like and then you go to America and life's normal. 
You go to England, life's a bit normal. In UAE, you know, life's normal. We're just over here stuck in March 2020. You know, like, yeah, I'm just a bit, yeah, a bit fed up with it, to be honest, Louis. It's, yeah, like, we've, yeah. Yeah, sorry, mate. No, nah, that's all right. Look, look, what I would say is, um, I don't think life's normal anywhere. It's not. It's not exactly like the, the American. But they're, they're, they're dealing with it. Well, that, they, you know, yeah. it, COVID will be a part of our lives forever. Yeah, look, yeah. I'm not a it epidemiologist. A and... Don't get me wrong. Delta and COVID is bad. It is bad. And, and like you know, but I just felt like we can't turn back time, and and we could have dealt with a lot better if, if you know we if we took back, if we could change change things and we could have done things differently. You know, like that's what I mean. We, but we're here now. So, but we just got to, I just feel like we, we're just going around in circles, you know? Going around in circles and, and it's just annoying me. Yeah, look, I don't have the solutions, so I kind of always feel a bit awkward. Like, it, it's kind of hard to, it's, it's a really hard one. I feel, for the for the people that want to go, what I what I, what sucks is people that want to go and live their lives and have careers. Like, Dan Hooker has to be in Las Vegas mm. for his job. Baz has to be at the IPL for his job. We shouldn't penalise people for being high achievers. So just because somebody does really well and gets an opportunity to be on the world stage doesn't mean that they should lose their their ability to earn or their ability to do their job. Um, how do you solve that? Oh, look, it's like I just I, I I feel like the the city kickboxing in the UFC like it is a global sport and these boys are around there and they're happily flying our flag over in the United States with their billions and billions of eyes on the TV screen seeing them seeing the flag and then people getting on and saying, oh, they're from New Zealand, so they Google New Zealand. Oh, that looks like an amazing city. Yeah, yeah. So it's a flow-on effect. And um, I, like, even like with the MIQ, and there's not, not even them, there's other athletes, you know, that, that are getting um, left in the lurch with it. So I just feel like if we don't sort something out very soon, we are going to lose some top-line athletes and top, you know, um, ambassadors for New Zealand to, to the rest of the world. We're going to lose them and they won't come back. They won't come back, and that's my fear. That's my fear. You know what I mean? So, so at the moment, the All Blacks having a playoff show. They're our biggest global brand in, in New Zealand. They're having a playoff show, but they've got the support. They've got the network behind them. UFC and and the City Kickboxing boys again left in the lurch. There's Hayden Wilder over in, over in the triathlons. He's having to move his family. You got Michael Venus having to move offshore. You know, like just things like that. That just if we don't change it, we're going to lose them. So, yep. Yeah. There's my rant. Fair enough, mate. It's, it's, um, look, it's a very tough time. All I can say is just please get vaccinated because if you get vaccinated, then we get to move out. We get to – and how the government gets people vaccinated, that's an interesting question. I see John Key, Uncle John, saying let's pay people to get vaccinated. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, but I'd be curious to see how it would what it would look like. 29 minutes away from 7. Well, paying everything else. 7 o'clock. 29 <laughs> minutes. Don't mind paying everyone else, mate. Why not pay them? 7. Just go. <laughs> It's time for the news with Trudy for Kavoda. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-seven minutes away from seven o'clock. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast this morning. Baz, happy birthday to you over in the UAE. Oh, happy birthday to the skip. I see the black caps have just stuck up a, on this day. Brendan McCullum's birthday on their Instagram. People celebrating the great man. We will celebrate him before the end of the show. Don't you worry. Kansas City Chiefs, 
Los Angeles Chargers. That's a proper game of NFL. That's on right now as the first quarter winds down. And the US uh, the Ryder Cup, sorry, US is leading Europe, Team Europe 11-5 over there in the States. Izzy, loveracing.nz, it's your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Did you have a punt over the weekend? We talked about elephant and uh, we should have probably backed him rather than defibrillate. Did you have a little bit? Did you find a winner or two? Uh, no, no, no. I had a, had a tough one. Had a tough one. And trivia cost me. Trivia cost me a wee bit, but that's okay. That's okay. I, I took elephant and things were good. Oh, Friday I had a good one. I took, um, on oh, Friday. No, was it Friday? Yeah, I think so. I was having a little dabble with dad and there's a couple of little ones like Brawl, the single one paid nine bucks and yeah. So I was just chapping away, mate. I was, um, just watching the old man get some joy out of having a wee punt and, just relaxing on the, on the couch. But no, I had I had Elephant into on Trivia, and on Trivia was just too wide on the barrier and didn't get home, so, so I struggled on. there. Got a few texts here, Louis. Got a few texts here that got me going. Got me going good. Got me going. Cut the sob story, is he? Story is completely overblown. Grow up, mate. We're only six months behind overseas, and we have things pretty normal here. Normal? Okay, if this is normal, wow. Okay, it's tough, but it's tough we run at the moment. Do our jobs, not just sportsmen. That is from an unknown texter. Unknown texter. Leave your name to it, mate. If you're going to text, put your name on it. Your full name. <laughs> anyway. Hey, can I get back to some racing, if that's all right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, go elephant. I've gone off on a rant. <laughs> Ele- elephant over there at Sandown. Group three winner now uh, for David and Emily. David and Emily Brown. Awesome effort over there. Damien Lane doing the riding. Elephant's going to get his shot at Group 1 uh, success before the end of the spring. Also, probably chased home Zaki in the Underwood. Zaki probably, I think, about a $2 chance to win the Cox Plate. Now, that tells you all you need to know about that horse. So, Probabil had lost no admirers chasing home Zaki for second in the Underwood. Sort of state over there as well uh, at Rose Hill with on Trivier. Just couldn't got posted a little bit wide and couldn't quite chase them home. Um, that's not his fault. He will lose Noel Myers as well. So there's plenty of racing over in Australia. Back here, it was a bit of a quieter weekend, but plenty of winners to be found. Um, everyone that had a winner, connections, congratulations. And this week, of course, it is Group 1 week because we've got Hastings Week 2, the Windsor Park Plate down there in your homeland, Izzy Hawks Bay. Um, that's the, the, the mile race down there. Um, we can't wait for that. There'll be some serious chances. I think John Barry's going to back up Coolside Mav, so winners to be found. You're right, the text machine is going good, is it? How about this? Who played well? Well, it's a very short list. Double eight, double three, we're talking the All Blacks. Ethan Blackadder and Geordie, that's it. The midfield was awful. Brody had a horror. Akira did nothing. Bridge was terrible. Positives, we won. So we'll take it. Lots to improve on. Well, not a lot of positivity this morning. <laughs> that's from the same cut the sob story number. Oh. He's in a bad mood like me. <laughs> anyway, it's all good. It's all good. Got a couple of, <laughs> got a couple of texts here. Good around, as you completely agree. It's a thing we need to live with in New Zealand has been so arrogant in our response. We need home MIQ and other things that lead our country open to the world. If it's your job and you put New Zealand on show, support them. Don't hinder them. That's from Mark. So, look, it's, it's a conversation we, we, we can have. We can have, and that was just my side of it, and that's what I thought, and everyone else can completely agree or completely disagree. So it's all good. We love it. We love it on the Bears and Izzy. Well, we can sit on the fence. We don't mind that either. Uh, The All Blacks should not make 24 handling errors again and learn from this experience and combat the constant box kicking. It's from Jordan. Yeah, well, Izzy, I've... uh, 
Faf de Klerk, when he box kicks, how he goes, so say he's no, he say he's more than 15 metres in from the sideline, and how he kind of, with that mm-hmm. left foot, hooks it back towards the sideline, it looks quite deceptive. Yeah. Is that hard as a winger to judge where it's going to be? Oh, very, very hard. There's nothing, there's nothing worse when you're, when you're, you're like Andy Ask, he was perfect at it. Like when you chuck a kick up and it's a, it's a floater and it's not traditionally going end over end, it's actually going sideways, so it wobbles and moves in the air, so... For me, it just looked like the ball was moving quite a bit in the air. And Faf de Kirk, like, hats off to him. He kicked really well. Like, there's a lot of halfbacks that could potentially kick it long or kick it too short and inside the 10, they get penalised. But Faf was putting it on the money. And the thing that uh, what, what made it a lot, like, what, what made his kicks very good was uh, his chases. His chases, Malpimpi, um, they were chasing the ball really well. They were getting up. They were putting a lot of pressure on, on the All Blacks. So it wasn't a, a, quite an easy take for these lads. So you saw Dwayne Vermeulen when he took mm. took one against Bodie Barrett, which I, when I look back at it, I don't even think there was a penalty. He was just going up and, and competing in the air. There was just a, a competition. Um, the, but the ref, you know, the ref was <laughs> on his own little on his own little world. He was pretty um pretty and a few of his things out there in the in the middle, but you know, like the you gotta give it you gotta give hats off to South Africa. They spoke about it. Their DNA, they spoke they said that mate, this is what we're doing. We've gone away from what we're about. So the all blacks like, it wasn't a surprise. It, and and from the outside looking in it looked like they were just shell shocked, but they should have expected um what was coming and look, at the end of the day good teams find a way to win and the and the All Blacks found that way and, and Geordie Barrett he was leading strong from the back and, and got up and Kick that absolute monster. But we'll delve into it a bit later after Quizzy Dare game, mate. We've got Quizzy Dare coming up. This is one of my favourite times in the morning. Yeah. Quizzy Dare giving away 50 bucks. That's right. So get the get your texts coming through, though, about the rugby. Anything you want to know, we'll get to it after 7 o'clock. But right now it's time for Quizzy Dare. Go 800-150-811. If you had a terrible weekend on the punt, you want a $50 TAB voucher, give us a call. The Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmores. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. We're back, we're back, we're back. It's Quizzy Dag time. It's Quizzy Dag time. I've left that last 40 minutes behind me. We're good. Here we go. Who we got? Alan. Alan from Fakatani. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. How do I always get through first? <laughs> oh, mate, you got a chance to bring it home. Be the only one to go five in a row. You ready? Yeah, baby, yep. Here we go. Who beat the Panthers in round one of the NRL finals? Uh, round one of the NRL finals. Um, South? Four. South. The Rabbit? Yep. Yep, yep. Here we go, here we go. Question number two. Which UFC weight division does Kiwi Dan Hooker fight in? Five, four, um, three, lightweight. two. Yes. There we go. Oh, Question number three. Question number three, bud. In the T20 World Cup next month, who is New Zealand's first opponent? Five, um, four, Pakistan. Three, 
<laughs> here we go. He's on a roll. He's on a row, Al. Here we go, mate. Question on, number give four. Us, give, us, give us the score in the All Blacks and the score in the, <laughs> in the league. <laughs> well, the last question, mate. The last question. Here we go. Question number four, though. Hope you watched the netball. Who captained the Silver Ferns third test loss against England? Oh, me. No, sorry. I don't know that one. Well, there you go. <laughs> Come on, have a stab in the dark, Al. I know the score. Have a stab in the dark. <laughs> nah, sorry, bud. I can't even think of a name. Nah. <laughs> okay. uh, sorry, Alan. Cheers, bud. Craig, good morning. Morning. Morning, Craig. Morning, Craig. Man, Who captain the Silver Ferns? Yep. Uh, Nipple, mate. Who captain? You don't know? I've got no idea. Nah, Lewis Mule. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Craig. Next time, brother. No problem, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Richie. Richie. Oh, Jordan. Jordan. Morning. Jordan, morning. Who captained the Silver Ferns third test loss against England? Um, oh, just trying to think of a name. Uh... Five, four, three. Fitzpatrick? Two. One. No. No, Sorry. Sorry, Tim. Oh, Richie, Richie, Richie. Good morning, Richie. Morning, Izzy. Morning, mate. Who captained the Silver Ferns third test loss? Yes, Sam Winders. Well done. Here we go. Question number five to bring it home, brother. Who scored the Springboks only try and received a yellow card on Saturday's 100th test against the All Blacks? Crossy, is it? The winger? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. A spoon kossi. Kossi. Well done. Well done, Richie. Cheers. Thank you. Yep. Have a good one, mate. There you go, Louie. That's not bad. That's bad. good, mate. Does that put you in a nice and cheery mood, giving away a $50 <laughs> bonus? Are you feeling? Oh, it makes my day when I give it away to the pundits, mate. Yeah. That was a good quiz. And Alan nearly brought it home, mate. Nearly brought it home. Sam Winders, question number four. That's what we did. Look. We're champion all sports here. Good, good answer from Alan. Who, how would you know yeah. who New Zealand's first opponent in the 2020 World Cup is? Like, who's looking yeah. at the T20 draw and going, I can't wait for the Black Caps Pakistan? <laughs> well, mate, there's people out there that do that, Louie, and he's obviously one of them. But the best thing about that, mate, that's going to be fireworks. Pakistan, do you reckon they'll use uh, what's what's just going on in, in that previous tour and to come over? And that'll be that'll be a great game to watch. I'm looking forward to that. Maybe a little bit of uh, Mitch Johnson, Scott Starris. <laughs> bit of fire, mate. Bit of fire. That would be cool. good, yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's right. So that's only next month. Gee whiz, it's, everything's creeping up. Christmas will be here before you know it. But right now we're looking at the Scotty Scheffler, who's three up against John Rahm and playing some of the most incredible golf over there. Again, he's flag hunting just every shot. USA 11 over Europe, five in the Ryder Cup. That result to come, well, probably while we're on air, they might actually end up winning. We've got NFL going on, the EPL. Uh, Tottenham have absolutely been hammered by the Gunners. Uh, Arsenal beating them 3-1. And the White Ferns couldn't get it done in the last, so they got... Well, they kind of a little bit smashed up in the end, 4-1 in their ODI series. But they're great people, and they would have learnt a lot from the tour. It is nine and a half away from 7 o'clock. Trudy's World coming up. Can't wait for this. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ.
The Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmores. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It's four minutes away from seven o'clock. Double eight, double three. What was your highlight of the sporting weekend? It was the biggest sporting weekend of the year, maybe ever. So send us what you loved about the sporting weekend. We're going to talk all blacks. Izzy's going to give us take on why South Africa played so well after the news at seven. But before the news at seven, with the same person that does the news at seven. It's true as well. It's true as well. It's true as well. It's Trudy's world. It's Trudy's world. Well, he is our other half that's not here. He's making the big bucks in the IPL, the, the rupee as he calls it in Abu Dhabi. Uh, Brendan, Barry McCullum is the big 4-0 today. So a Baz shout out today in Trudy's world. Um, one of the fittest cricketers of the modern age, you'd call him, wouldn't you, Louis? First player to make 100 consecutive test appearances from debut. First cricketer from New Zealand to reach the landmark triple century against India. He's a bit of a star, isn't he? Is he? Is he? Is he, is he? From one star yeah. to another? Yeah. 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 From one star to another. Of course he is. He we'll do the same tribute to you in about whatever you are, four or five, six, seven years away, wherever you are. <laughs> When's your birthday, thing. is he? What date's your birthday? June the 6th. June the 6th. I'm, I'm seven years away from, from that, Trudy. So we've got seven years in us, have we? We'll, we'll, we'll be plan that. But yeah, just part of being, I thought, we'd, <laughs> part of being 40, um, I sort of looked at it because obviously I've been there and I thought, well, part of being 40. You haven't. Yeah. Part of being 40, I guess, is not liking any songs in the top 40. Like you look at the top 40 and you go, I don't even relate. Right. Um, being 40 is like a pendulum, you know, it's like proving to yourself that you're still cool and fun and funky, but you've got to do that without hurting yourself. Hurting your back. Right. Um, and just, there's a bit of a backhanded compliment thing, club thing that happens when you're 40. And it's like, oh, you look so good for being 40. Like, it's a surprise. <laughs> so, so I think we should sing, I think we should sing just very briefly a quick happy birthday to Baz. Just in case he's tuned in on the app. And yeah, oh, he will be. <laughs> he definitely will be. true. Oh, I reckon Joe is at home. Oh, on you, Trudy. Jo, no, no, Joe starts because he's the best singer because he does the Trudy's World intro. Right, so he okay. Because that, that voice okay. is amazing. Okay, Joe. All right, all right, all right. Happy birthday to you. Is he happy? Is he good? Wait, 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 wait. To you. Is he? He's really going to get into it, man. Is he half a second behind us? This will never work. It's an impossible task. Oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, um, while I've made you all smile, yeah, it's what I'm here for with Trudy's World. I just want to let you know that it is Mental Health Awareness Week, and I feel it's very important to sort of give it a mention in Trudy's World today because lockdown has affected everybody, as we saw with Izzy before losing the block. No, it's talking about things, you know, just, you know, you've got to kickstart this last week of September with a smile on your face and uh, realise that a lot of people are doing it a whole a lot worse than you. So yes. Lifeline Aotearoa got mm. record numbers of yep. calls during COVID. People are taking their own lives. They are. They need our help. So um, go and help out if you can to Lifeline. They um, are there 24-7. 0800 543 354 is Lifeline's number. They get 100,000 calls a year. And this T-shirt I'm wearing, it's called You Matter. And um, you can get them. And and that you just go to miss, um, msmarnie.com and SENZ, use the code and you'll get discount. Love it, Trudy. Love it. I'll put a photo up. Awesome, Trudy. Thanks for bringing that up, Trudy. Actually, honestly, it's um, it's something that that we are very passionate about on the show. You know, we've uh, we've all had our own little cases of of struggles and and things we've gone through, and and this week's a big week. So I'm really pre- I don't know it was it was this week. So I really appreciate the news there and and bring it up. And um, 
yeah, we should be talking about it more and bring some life back into the show because we're back, we're back. It's 7 o'clock, I can't wait. You matter. Trudy, thank you so much. Izzy, mate, we've got a huge show coming up. The, the, the show goes on. We've got a big hour coming up. Gareth A. Davies talking boxing. Adam Blair talking league before Jeff Wilson talks rugby union. There's so much going on. I'm desperate for another McCafe. Here's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. The Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmores. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. We Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Monday the 27th of September, it's just after 7am in the morning. If you've missed anything, make sure you head over to our app, the SCNZ app, and download it and you'll get everything podcast, Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and you'll get all up to date to what's going on in the last hour. We've had a great show so far, and coming up, it's going to get even bigger, even better. I'm going to just, in a couple of minutes, I'm going to delve into the 100th Test Match it was played on Saturday, uh, Saturday and give my take on it, what I saw and what played out. Then after eight, we'll get the golden one, Jeff Wilson, on to share his insights. We'd love to hear from you this morning about what you saw in that game, South Africa v All Blacks. It was a frustrating night for the men in black, but they were made to be frustrated by a pretty uh, a Springboks outfit that you know spoke about it all week, and they bought it. They bought it. They put the All Blacks under immense pressure and. Um, Force them into making a ton of mistakes. Looking forward to chatting about that. Anyway, uh, 7.20, we're going to dive into the fight game. Well and truly, flight over the weekend. The fight game was well and truly in flight over the weekend. We have now a new heavyweight champion of the world. Orland, Alexander Yusik defeats Anthony Joshua convincingly to flip the heavyweight division on its head. Gareth Davies, out of, he's a Telegraph reporter over in, the, in uh, the UK. He was at the fight, and he knows everything boxing. Everything boxing in the UK. So what does this do for the heavyweight division? Tyson Fury fight, fighting Deontay Wilder on October the 9th. In that match now, there's going to be no super fight now because Joshua Fury won't be there. Alexander Usage holds all the cards now. So we'll talk to Gareth Davies about that big, big boxing match over there. And then 7.40-ish this morning, we're going to talk to uh, our mate Adam Blair, he joins us to talk all things rugby league, NRL finals, Benji Marshall and the fairy tale finish as well and truly becoming a reality as the Rabbitohs romped into another grand final. They will have their work cut out when they take on Beavers, Penrith Panthers. Penrith Panthers are in the finals and they uh, actually lost to uh, the Rabbitohs in the first round of the NRL finals. So look, it's going to be a great NRL grand final. Looking forward to chin to Adam Blair and Getting a little insight to what he said. And truly touched on it is Bears McCullum's birthday. It is Bears McCullum's 40th birthday today. And, well, we've put a wee package in uh, together of a couple of his good friends. Wishing him a happy birthday. Maybe telling a story or two. So if you've got any, if you want to wish Bears a, a, a happy birthday, give us a text on double eight double three, And we'll read those out for him and make sure he gets those messages of support. So looking forward. Got a great couple of hours coming up. But before then, just going to delve into this. South African uh, All Blacks match and what I saw. Uh, we spoke about it before, uh, the high error rate. High error rate from the All Blacks. And, and then you can, you can just look at it and say, look, man, they should have been better. They, they probably should have caught that. But why did they have high error rate? I, for me, I felt like um, South Africa frustrated them. South Africa frustrated them. They, they forced them into making um, uncharacteristic errors. 
And we spoke about the uh, last week with what was coming. What's in their DNA? South Africa kick high balls. They were kicking high balls. They were kicking high balls in, in positions that I probably never thought that they would. From the midfield, uh, you know, from right in the middle of the field, right on the attacking 22 when they kicked it up. And um, George Bridge um, just, just couldn't take that one. And we know what happened. The winger Mbushki uh, scores a try and, and they score an unbelievable. But the, uh, for me, you can see it two ways. You can see maybe George and, and the outsides, they could have caught that. But when you look in the other side, and I spoke about it before with Faf de Klerk and, and his ability to be able to kick um, all those box kicks and put them on the money, put them on the money so that actually South Africa can get up and they can compete. There was times there where I thought that they were, um, their tactics were a bit um, un- like, they were actually, when they were kicking, the guys uh, like Bridge and Co, they were getting impeded just before they got the ball. So they were actually running past the, the, the ball where it was going to come down. So the guys uh, like Bridge and that were looking up in the air and they, they didn't know what was in front of them. They were actually getting, t- like, uh, getting quite, uh, you know, taken out just before they could get up and jump. So there's a few times where I thought the rest could have probably picked up on that. But in all in all, they, they, they kicked well. And, and like I said, they um, clip put it on the money. And uh, kicked in the air, and they got up and competed, and, and created it into a a slow and boring kind of kind of game. Not boring in the South African sense, because they that's what they came here to do. And they they know South Africa if, if they give the All Blacks what they not what they want, fast, quick ball, ability to be able to play counter attacking game. If if Fuff kicks that too long, the All Blacks would have pun, um, punished them. But he kicked it perfectly, and that frustrated the All Blacks into. Um, slowing the game down, giving the South African big forwards time to breathe, giving them time to reset, um, getting in the All Blacks' faces. And then you saw the All Blacks players doing uncharacteristic uh, mistakes. TJ Pitanaba throwing balls up uh, over his head. David Harvilly dropping easy, simple catches. <clears throat> Brody Retallick doing things that the great, even the great Brody Retallick, who was probably one of our greats, even him, you know, getting put under pressure and making uncharacteristic um, mistakes. So, all in all, I just think um, South Africa went there with a the game plan and they executed it and they put the All Blacks under immense pressure and, and forced them into playing a game that they didn't want to play and they weren't uh, able to, to cope with. They don't like playing slow ball. They don't ha- like being static. Um, they don't like it when, when it's all um, chaotic and, and, and South Africa holding all the cards. And um, lucky enough, the All Blacks did enough to, to get the, the win in the end. I thought the bench came on. I thought the bench came on and, and added that uh, much-needed punch. I thought um, Quintu Pia, with his ability to get that last turnover, <clears throat> just showcases what how important this bench is. Uh, when they come on, they've got to bring a lot of energy, bring a lot of punch. Um, Ethan Blackadder, I speak about it every week. He is just absolutely outstanding. He is an absolute workhorse. I hope you watch him closely, like I've said every week. Watch him closely. Like, just his... He's just got a real, like, a bit of an old-school attitude about him. He's not flashy. He's not He's not your typical um, rock star kind of player, but when he, he just makes his tackles, he gets up, he hits rucks. Yeah, you gotta you got to think. This is a guy that has prepared to come off the bench, a guy that's prepared to come off the bench. So your preparation during the week is different. You know, like, you're not you're not obviously preparing to play. Um, you're not preparing to starting to start the game. But this guy has got the potential to come off the bench and then last minute gets thrown into a position where he's played once. He's played once for the Crusaders. He's played open side for the Crusaders. And he went really well against the Reds over in Brisbane. But he's been thrown into a test match and played seven. And he's just been unbelievable. He's been unbelievable. And he just led that team. 
and um, deserved all the accolades he's got. So him, he was very good, and I think um, another one was my good man, the guy at the back, who the, the man of the moment, Jordy Barrett. I think his leadership back there, his decision-making, he was great in the air, so everything that came his way, he just diffused it. Diffused, he was the bomb squad. He was the bomb squad out there. He was diffusing bombs, and um, just his decision-making at the back, kicking goals. Obviously, we know what happened in the end. So two guys for me that were very, very good on the night, and... Um, yeah, so look, you can you can you can look at it and you can say, um, you know, the, the All Blacks were, were very poor; they should have been better. But you have to look on the other side and you have to see what South Africa were able to do to frustrate the All Blacks into playing that certain way. And then you have to take your hats off to South Africa. We speak about yes, it's boring and blah blah blah, but they spoke about it. John Smith has got a clip, and we'll play it for you now. I guess I'm more old school, but when we do what we do. For the last, what we've done for the last couple of decades, um, we're a horrible team to play against. You know, we're that sort of python mm. that gets a grip, and 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 if you find out, it's, it's it gets a bit dark. See there, that, that's that's exactly nailed here. And and it wasn't just John. You know, the, the faster clerk came out and said, "Look, we we're trying to play too much." So for me, it just shouldn't have been a. Uh, you know, a bit of a surprise for the All Blacks. And, and it wasn't. I oh, know no, these boys will take pride in, in what they do. George Bridge, for me, like, he's... That's the reason he was there. And, and um, well, I read something. Maybe there was a, a... I don't know. Like, maybe he just looked a little bit of a miss from the start. Like, um, he took he took a real good one chasing the ball and then obviously went out. Um, so And then that's why he was there. He's so good under the ball. But I just... Yeah, he just didn't look quite right to me. And I, th I think I read something. He might have got a knock to the head. So, um, look... Uh, the All Blacks will be better for this. One, an ugly, uh, great teams find a way to win, and um, they were lucky enough to get the win in the end. And, and but you just have to take your hats off to South Africa. They 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 bought what they were spoke about all week. They knew they were going to bring high balls. They're going to slow the ball down. They're going to play physical, and um, they executed it. So yeah, well done. Cool. And I want to know what, what your thoughts are at home, at home as well. So give us a text on double eight double three with your thoughts on that match and. If you agree with me, yep, cool. If you see something differently, I want to hear from you at home as well because, um, you know, I see things my way and I see, see things a totally different way to you at home. So give us a text on double eight double three and let me know your thoughts on what transpired on the weekend for Black Speed South Africa. Is I'll be really uh, interested to hear from Goldie, uh, Jeff Wilson, because he was in the Sky Sports studio on the panel, and, and he said, yeah, it wasn't a classic, but it was a, you know, like a, it almost was representative of the Springboks All Blacks kind of, you know, a, a tough war kind of like you, it was a serious battle. But I was thinking it actually kind of was a classic. I mean, just because it wasn't free-flowing free rugby and um, tries galore and line breaks here and there, like it was the intensity. I don't know. What did you think? Did you feel like the intensity was as high as you would expect the 100th test match between the Springboks and All Blacks? Because I thought it was like actually brinking at some stages. It was kind of pouring over the top, and I thought it was a hell of a game. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it, which might seem strange because some people, yeah, you just assume oh, a, a scoreline like that with so many handling errors, how could it be good? But I thought it was kind of like I couldn't take my eyes off it because you never really knew what was going to happen. And in a way, it was almost kind of like, a, a, you know, a train crash. You can't look away. It was it was quite compelling viewing. I mean, that was just my take. I'd be curious to know, double eight, double three, if, if you actually enjoyed the game overall or if you thought it was a bit naff. What, what did you think of the test match as a whole, Izzy, from a, an experience? Um, yeah, like... For it, a purist probably would have loved, you know, like love that. That's just your, your back ding dong battle, and um, 
like I, I said before, like the South Africa board of game plan that they have instilled in their in their culture for hundred years. You know that that's what they bring. They bring a high ball barrage and they bring a physicality. They bring latches and they bring a set piece that's that's very dominant. So look, um, from a from a South African, they'd probably be you know be reasonably happy with how they were able to execute their plan. Yes, they they lost um, lost the match, um, but they they played a whole lot better than they had played in the last two weeks. And then you look on the other side of it, and the All Blacks were probably poor, and and, and the people outside home are like, man, they were, you know couldn't catch a cold. There was too many errors. They were, f- but then you just got to look into why they did that. How why were they made to look poor? Why were they made to look um, average? And and then you look on the other side, and you just go back to South Africa. They bought a game that that was able to expose things about that. But don't get me wrong, like the, they were easy fixes for the All Blacks. They're easy fixes. Like there'd be. I think what set it apart is uh, I think Brody Retallick, like his the escorting, um, you know, when he got penalised for escorting off a kickoff, or uh, there was like something that happened during the game, he got escorting. So when as a, as because they are very important, they are very important for a high ball uh, receiver. That you need guys running back, getting behind the ball, and and actually running straight. So you need guys to maybe just escort a wee bit. When Brody got called up, that might have put his escorters on on notice, so they probably didn't ex, um, right. escort back and 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 give the high ball receivers any um, any support to get up. So it was kind of like just a one on one battle uh, up against the the catcher. So those escorters are are very very important, and with that penalty, it probably put them on high alert, so they probably didn't get back. So look, there's things in the game that you could probably look at and say, look, that was that was dumb. He should have caught that. But there's things that probably um, enforce why that happens. So, yeah, if you, if you can, just try and look at, uh, into it a little bit more deeper and, and, and get a bit more of an understanding. But, mate, 100 test match, 19-17, real ding-dong battle. And, and the All Blacks now have got an opportunity. Ian Foster, they want to go do a grand slam. They want to do a grand slam. They've got an opportunity to win six straight in the rugby championship. And um, this week's uh, match will be an absolute doozy. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. The rugby was very hard watch after watching the league semi-unnamed text. A double eight, double three. People will agree with that. What do you think, though? Was it a terrible test match or was it kind of an apt reflection of the great two test nations battling it out? Uh, the Chargers up 14-0 over Kansas City. 11-5 in the Ryder Cup still as we count down to some points being dished out shortly. But after this, wow, he shocked the world. Usic knocked. Uh, didn't knock him out, but Joshua, Anthony Joshua, didn't have the answers. A unanimous decision, a new heavyweight champion. Gareth A. Davies, a very astute uh, boxing mind out of the UK, coming up on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. The Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmores. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Of course, we're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It might have been the greatest sporting weekend of my lifetime over the weekend. Seriously, compounded by heavyweight boxing on a Sunday morning New Zealand time that you couldn't take your eyes off, Izzy. Man, it was good. It was so, so good. The heavyweight boxing division is the gift that just keeps on giving. And yesterday we saw one of the more incredible performances by former cruiserweight Alexander Usyk. He outboxed Anthony Joshua for a unanimous decision to become the new heavyweight champion of the world. Gareth A. Davies is one of the leading boxing journalists and broadcasters worldwide. Read in the Telegraph and heard all over. He's with us now online. Good morning, Gareth. Good evening, Israel and Louis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, morning here, evening over there, mate. Tell us about this. Wow. Was that expected? Was that a bit of a shock? 
Well, I think there were lots of imponderables going into the fight. Yusuf is a brilliant fighter, as you both know. And, you know, they had 350 amateur fights to Joshua's 35, even though they both emerged at the London 2012 Olympics as gold medalists at heavyweight and super heavyweight, respectively, uh, Usyk and Joshua. But, you know, Joshua didn't impose himself last night. You know, he's been gun-shy mm. since he fought Andy Ruiz uh, in New York, and we've seen him work a lot more behind his jab. And he, he shouldn't have done that against Usyk. He should have put it on him. And I think it was a shock. Um, Usyk got better and better. Joshua couldn't get to him. You know, Usyk was a wasp in there. He was brilliant. He, he's called the cat mm. for a certain reason, which is he's brilliant at counter-punching. He's brilliant at movement. And he is a genuine elite ring general. Joshua is a destroyer, a brute force, a puncher, and that's what he should remain. And I think he's lost that a little bit. And I think he's lost his way. I admire him for taking the rematch straight away, but it's a very, very difficult fight because it leaves his career in a mess if he loses the rematch. So, so, so the rematch is, is going to happen. He's come out and said already, but... Can he, yeah. what does he need to change? What does he need to change? You want him to come out and enforce that, that kind of power and, and the big yeah, power yeah, game absolutely. that Joshua has? There's a risk. Mm. Absolutely. There's a risk. As you know, you know you've played at the very highest levels for yourself. It's that momentum. Um, sometimes you get all these stats for everything, but it shouldn't happen. No, we might just uh, we might just pick uh, Gareth up quickly and just see if we can refresh that phone line. Um, but it, look, is he? That's a his power was what he was known for, obviously. Um, mm. So hopefully, hopefully we can get Gareth back. Because I'm curious, do you think something happened in that in that Andy Ruiz fight? He mentally scarred a little bit because he seemed to change boxer, doesn't he? Is well, yeah. I guess once you get once you get a hit on the nose, you know, you get a bit apprehensive. You probably get a bit like, okay, maybe I'm not as as powerful i'm not as uh, you know unstoppable as i probably thought i was so there's probably a bit of doubts that are creeping in and when you have doubts you lose a bit of confidence you start second guessing your instinctive nature and, and what you're about and yeah like uh, for yeah just i just look a little bit passive for me and then uh, we're going back we've got gareth davies back i'm back i'm back if you can hear me yes 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 sorry but gareth i was just saying like um <laughs> I was just saying, sorry, mate, uh, you just cut out a wee bit, but I was just saying maybe uh, from the Ruiz fight, he's lost a bit of confidence, and when you get hit on the nose, you, you lose a bit of, um, you start second-guessing what you're about, you start second-guessing, you lose your instinctive nature about playing because you know that maybe I'm not as unstoppable as I probably thought I was. Is that what kind of you're seeing? Yeah, I do, and I think that the, the, the... Can you hear me now, okay, by the way? Yeah, got you. Got you clear. Yep. Yeah, yep. good. Um. I think his best performance was against Klitschko, and that's the kind of fighter he's got to be, where sure fearlessness, he has to take risks. Hack mm. Yusuf does create more risks for him, that he might even get knocked out himself. But if he can land, I think he'll really hurt Yusuf and, and, and can knock him out. I really do. And I always said from the very get-go that if Yusuf was there in the 10th round, Joshua hadn't done something right. He needed to get rid of this mm. guy. He wasn't going to outbox the boxer, and that's what he tried to do on yeah. Saturday night. I think it was totally wrong. Totally wrong. He looked like a surgeon in there, didn't he, Usage? He was just so yeah. accurate, man. Like it, it must be, it must be just so frustrating from a Joshua point of view. Can you, Gareth? I know you know these guys so well, and you, you understand how their yeah. brains work. What would Tyson Fury have been thinking in Vegas, preparing for his Wilder fight? Take us inside Tyson's brain. 
Well, he would have said I would have done exactly the same as Usyk, but I'd have got him out of there in six, seven, eight rounds. Yeah. Because he, because Usyk found a, once Joshua had had his kind of ascendancy in five and six, Usyk came back in the seventh and just dominated the fight. In my view, from there on, I thought he won eight or nine of the twelve rounds. So, um, look, Fury is. A six foot nine giraffe version of Alexander. <laughs> he doesn't move quite so much, and he's not southpaw. But he, he's he's a boxer. He makes you miss. He hits you. Um, and he's nineteen and a half stone and six foot nine. Um, again, Israel, you'll know. You've been on a rugby pitch with guys that big. When they hit you, you're not getting up for a while. You know, you, you get. I know you get up, but they are big men. They hit hard. You're not going to get through them. So. Um, you have to rely on, that, on your skills, don't you, to move and be deft and adroit. And that's what Usyk is. Um, I thought he showed amazing qualities last night. The two worrying things for me in the rematch are that Usyk said two words about Joshua that I think are very poignant, which is uh, nothing special, he said, of Joshua. And secondly, it was Anatoly Lomachenko, the father of uh, um, Vazel Lomachenko, and obviously... Um, Alexander Usyk's coach saying uh, towards the end in, in the corner to his fighter, to his charge, don't go for the knockout. There's no need to go for the knockout. You're so far ahead. Mm. And that, intriguingly, leads to the second fight because I think it, it will be a war, the second fight. And Joshua may come out the wrong side of it. He may come out the right side of it. It's fascinating. People will say he's been exposed, but styles make fights. And this stylistically... Mm was the hardest fight in the division for Joshua outside Tyson Fury. So, Dillian White, I was listening to his post-match, he, he started questioning Anthony Joshua's hunger and heart. Do you, do you feel like he's, uh, he's lost his, his drive a little bit more, maybe? Joshua is a very powerful fighter who is developing his self-belief around his boxing skills. It works behind closed doors in camp and when he's in training. But putting it into practice, you don't want to do it against the master and maestro of the game, a guy that is now probably going to be number two pound-for-pound pound boxer in the world when the Ring magazine ratings come out in the next week or so. I think, you know, what he, what he does have, it's a dichotomy in a way because he had the perfect launch into being a professional boxer with Olympic super heavyweight gold in his own country, mm. in his home city in 2012. He's an incredibly marketable figure. He's an emblematic of kind of diversity in British culture. The guy hasn't put a foot wrong, but we're expecting perfection from him all the time. You know, in commercial terms, he's an extraordinary success. So he now just has to walk the walk every time he goes to the ring. He's not trying to con anyone, but he's part of a huge Eddie Hearn hype machine. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's impugned himself for a while with zone. He's Sky Box Office. So he's in a tough position. He's learning on the job, yeah. and there's been that transparency about him the whole time. Um, I don't care if he wins 29 and, win and loses six. Just go out there and fight. Be yourself. That's what I think you should do. George Foreman urged that tonight. Um, Lennox Lewis has said the same. Decide who you are and just be that thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Gareth, love we, we love your time, mate. You've got such a great insight into this this division and actually the, just the whole sport in general. We'll have to get you back before Joseph Parker and Derek Chisora because I know you know a lot about Chisora. I love Joseph. I love, Joseph. I love him. He's what he's. I, I've even offered my house to him and his family at Christmas, actually, if they, if they end up over here. Oh. He, he, I, I love the guy. I love the guy. I tell you all there's parallels. I know I've got to go. But there's parallels, actually, with the Parker and Joshua fight. 
where neither man really pulled yeah. the trigger yeah. in that fight. Totally. Mm. And they said, of course, only the referee didn't help that night because he wouldn't literally, would not, it was like they, you know, they, could, they weren't allowed to touch each other at times. But that was a similar <laughs> fight in which they both stood off for each yeah. other. Parker's developed a bit more since he takes more risks. Um, there's more dangers for him in fights. But he's had to become more explosive as a fighter. You can't just sit behind his jab all the time. Can't wait for Joseph mm. to be back over here. Yeah, we can't wait too, man. We can't wait to have you back on the show. You're absolute class. Gareth A. Davis, you can read him in the Anytime. Telegraph. Go Thanks, have a look Gareth. at his Twitter. He's got all Anytime, of the guys. insights. See you later. Gareth A. Davis here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Wow, what an insight into the heavyweight, well, the new heavyweight champion of the world, Alexander Usich. What a fight that was yesterday morning. Coming up, we've got Adam Blair plus heaps more, but right now it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is Monday the 27th of September. We're waking up. It's the... Uh, the hangover of the best sporting weekend of the year, in my opinion. Gareth A. Davies out of the Telegraph. Boy, he can talk boxing. He is awesome, Gareth. Love his reckons on a bit of pugilism, of course. We'll catch up with him hopefully before the Joseph Parker-Derek Chisora fight. Dan the Hangman Hooker getting up in his UFC bout over the weekend as well. The Ryder Cup is rolling on 11-5. Arsenal have smoked Tottenham 3-1. Sorry, but happy birthday to you, Bad. We might catch up with Harry Simeo on tomorrow's show. But Izzy, oh, Izzy's got his... No, sorry, don't know, it's all right. Tilly can stay. Sorry, I don't mean to kick Tilly out. That's not fair. I wasn't looking at the no, camera. It's all, <laughs> it's all right. Sorry, she's just a little bit sick, so she's a bit sad. So it's all good. Oh, all good I feel bad you... there. I was um I was just I was just gonna say it's time for the weekend choices flooring poll. Check out Choices Flooring's Room View program and it's always performance of the weekend. But because there's so much to go through, I gotta look, I, I think I've got four that I wanna put out there. Double eight double three or the Bears and Izzy for breakfast in our Twitter page, go and vote in our Choices Flooring poll. So you have your choice on what was the performance of the weekend, all right? Here are the choices. Max Gorn in the Melbourne Demons. Alexander Usic, the new heavyweight champ. Faf de Klerk's box kicking. <laughs> or Dan Hooker, the travel agent, making it to win in the UFC. There's Ooh. a four choices. What what would you be leaning towards? <laughs> it is tough. Um man. Oh man, I, I watched um Dan Hooker, he was very, very good, but he was up against a, an unranked kind of player, so a uh, fighter. So I kind of think that was a given. Um, I'll probably go Alexander Usit. Usit, like, like we think Joshua is unstoppable. I didn't probably didn't expect that. Didn't know much about Usit and what he's about and in boxing terms. But mate, he is class. He is class. I'll probably have to go that one. Sorry, Louis. No, don't be sorry. Really? I think I'd be the same, mate. I mean, mm. you just heard Gareth Davies there talk about how he unlocked. Joshua and Joshua just didn't even want to unload on him, and, and that's because he was so yeah. surgical in there. Just he never get the watching his head movement. I I was it was kind of mesmerising, wasn't it? Mm. No, that's a, like actually Joshua got hit quite a few times. He got quite, hit quite a few times, and when you get hit on the nose, you get a bit like oh stunned, and it kind of felt like he was stunned, and um, and, and kind of just you know like didn't expect that kind of thing. Yeah. And then he brought up Joseph Parker's fight, you know, like with with um. And I was the same, mate. I was like, I wanted Joe to go over there and unleash, you know, unleash and and, and just really get into it. And um, 
And yeah, that was a bit of a uh, sad fight in the end. But, mate, if you want to hear Joseph Parker as well, we've got to say it. Joe Parker's going on Ian Smith's show later on in the morning. Smithy. And he's going to talk a bit more. He's going to go and talk with Smithy this morning and, and get a bit more of an understanding of what this has done for the heavyweight division. Yeah. And obviously Fury and Wilder. Like this Fury-Joshua fight with $200 million purse that was going to be huge. There's nothing now. It's gone. You know, like, so what does this do for the boxing division? Mm. So let's hear from Joe. Later on in the morning, he's joined Smithy, which would be great. Uh, he, mate, I couldn't agree more. Joe Parker will have the best insight because this is his life. He's trying to wade through mm. it. He's got to beat Shirazora. Then he'll be thinking, well, am I a chance at Usage? Am I a chance at Joshua? Because he needs a new, he might mm. need a new fight if he loses to Usage again. Uh, double eight, double three. The choices for him poll. Performance of the weekend. Faf de Klerk's boot. Somebody says, my highlight was watching South Africa box kick in our 22. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah look, that is just bizarre. But that's that was a bit over the top. That was a bit over the top. I didn't expect that. I <laughs> they, love they took it, it to another level. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took it to the DNA. John Smith told us. And uh, Dan Hooker all day, another text come through. 800 150 811. That's the Kennard's High phone line. You can call that at any stage. Some great texts there about the All Blacks we'll get to shortly as well. But after this, Adam Blair, legendary NRL player, talking about a couple of legendary finals games. The, the sport was just too much. It's a bit overwhelming here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 22 minutes away from eight. But Adam Blair talking NRL and rugby league after this. The Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmores. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Uh, John Rahm has just stopped himself from snapping his putter in half there. <laughs> Team Europe find themselves hard up against it against the US. I wonder if that's what a Craig Bellamy would have been like in that coach's box over the weekend, is he? He wouldn't have been thrilled, oh. I wouldn't imagine. Oh, wow, someone that knows exactly how he goes in the in the box, and he would know exactly what would have gone on in that training room is joining us this morning. What a weekend of sport. And for you league hit fans out there, heads out there, you were treated to two absolutely pulsating prelim finals. Friday night, saw the Rabbitohs flex their muscles and roll. My brother's Seagulls, he'll be absolutely gutted. Six dollars, he reckons they're going to win. Win the comp anyway. Next, next minute, before Penrith were relentless on defence to keep their ever-clinical Melbourne Storm out of the grand final, a result that would have shocked many. Adam Blair is a legend of the game and knows it all about Finals intensity, and what a weekend that was. Morning, Blairy. Morning, brothers. How are you, fellas? Good, bro. Good, bro. How are you? Yeah, fantastic, bro. Fantastic. It's Monday, uh, new week, uh, new goals, new ch- chasing new goals, bro. Every day. Nice, nice, brother. That's the one. That's the one. Love your work on on Sky TV. Doing awesome job, man. Um, tell us oh, about this, the weekend's finals, bro. Um, obviously, Friday night, manly. Just uh, hit by a rampant rabbitos, eh? Yeah, like you said, Izzy, um, to be honest, I think, you know, this year's top eight um, games have been the best that there has been for a long time, and especially these last these mm. last games over the weekend. Some of the, the best games. I think Penrith have, have, like they said, and they've all said that they've gone around the long way. Uh, you know, they played a Parramatta, a Parramatta side, 8-6. Uh, you know, they played a Rabbitohs earlier, 10-16, and then they played the Melbourne Storm, 10-6. So, you know, they, they've done it <laughs> tough, and um, they've worked mm. their butts off to get to where they are. And coming up against uh, a Melbourne Storm, like you said, very clinical, uh, the best team all season. But again, Penrith have been at, on, on par with them all year. So, 
you know, it's a deserved win from Penrith. They they worked their butts off. They've given themselves opportunity. They were hurting from last year, and they come out and put, you know, a, a defensive display in there that, yeah. that, that they'll be proud of. But again, they've all said, bro, it's, it's, it's a one game away from, you know, ticking the box and getting that, that ring, you know. So um, a great some great games. Uh, the Souths game, bro, I uh, love this one, only because, um, you know, we all... Every Kiwi fan wants, um, you know, Benji Marshall to finish off on a high, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a mate of Benji's, and you know, I've messaged, yeah. you know, the last, you know, six weeks and saying just good luck, ride the wave, and hopefully you can get a grand final and finish on a high because you know, very close to both him and Wayne, and you know, Wayne's given them this opportunity. And Souths are looking good, bro. I feel, you know, although Panthers are a clinical side as well and really good, I think Souths might be too good, bro. And I want them to obviously win because of, uh, you know, Wayne and Benji. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah, tell us about it. Like Benji, uh, sixteen years ago, um, he he won the grand final with with um, West Tigers, and I'll be honest, brother, he's the only reason I'm a West Tigers fan. I'm a West Tigers mm. supporter, so I was gutted when he left. But um, mate, the Rabbitohs, I'll be lead, leaving uh, heading into these grand finals favourites, and tell us a bit about Wayne and Benji and the Rabbitohs. What you know, what why are they so good, and and how they obviously made the grand final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was a fan of the West Tigers. That's why I went there because of Benji Marshall, mate. Um, you know, I, I played Kiwis with him, and I just thought, mate, there's an opportunity just to go play with one of the, the legends of rugby league in New Zealand, right? and all the kids look up to. So I wanted to go down there and just play outside him. So that's why I went down to the West Tigers as well. Um, but but I, I think um, again, you know, Wayne is uh, a great uh, mentor, a great man manager. Um, he just gets it when the time's right. Um, and I guess we've all heard about the stories that he does when it comes to, uh, I guess, big pressure games where he deflects the pressure off the players and puts it either on himself or his other coaches. Or, again, when he played the Penrith Panthers a couple of weeks ago, started having a go at, well, mm. well not having a go at, um, um, Ivan Cleary. Ivan Cleary started having a go at him, and then he just started deflecting all the, <laughs> the pressure off the team. Um, it, it's, he's just the smartest guy when it comes to those things, but it's all the care for your players. And and, and when you're, when you're mm. playing for someone, when you're going on the field, you want to play for someone that you actually respect and care for and someone that cares for you and believes in your ability. So, again, Benji's even come out and said, you know, it's, it's the care factor that he loves about Wayne and that he goes out there and plays for Wayne. So, um, Wayne just knows when the time, the big times are coming or the big matches are coming that he knows that he needs to deflect the pressure, you know, but enjoy what they're doing as players, but making sure that the, the sole focus is on winning that game. Whether it means talking mm-hmm. about tactics that the other teams are doing uh, or what the coaches are doing, that's all part of the part and parcel of what Wayne does really well. But in the background, he's got his assistant coaches, he's got all his staff working their butts off to make sure that they've got the game plan ready to go. So, again, that's why um, Wayne's so good. And I guess Benji's just slotted into that 14 position and played every single position, bar winger, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, he's, he's enjoying his time. It's bringing back a little bit of uh, spring in a step. He's played less minutes, which has made him a lot, um, I guess, prolonged his season out a bit more, which has been great for Benji as well, and he's enjoyed it and had fun. Hey, Adam, on the flip side, you've got uh, Clary, Ivan, and then the boy, Nathan, who just, like, is there a chance he could just go out there and kind of announce himself as, the you know, the best player in the league and just put on a clinic? Well, you've seen them last year in the grand final when they were doing it tough and all the pressure was on them from the Melbourne Storm. That last, I think, 15, 20 minutes of that grand final, he nearly brought them back into that, that, that game and won the game for them. So the moment mm. that you, you take your eye off uh, Nathan and... 
the Penrith Panthers is that this must be the moment where they could get away with you because they're so skillful, they're so young, they've got so much talent, they're they're aggressive, they've got so much energy. And when you've got kids coming out there that just play footy, it's hard to actually contain them if you give them that opportunity to play footy. So the whole thing is that if you stop them, you know, the competitions, the the game's won through the middle. And if you can stop the momentum of the opposition, that gives you more of a chance to actually uh, nullify the guys like Nathan Cleary. But the same thing on the flip side with the South guys. Um, You know, Walker and... Walker, and when Becky comes on, it's just slowing down the momentum around the middle of the field. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough game, there, without a doubt, and especially another close mm. game, I think, for sure, which will be nice to see another grand final like that. So, how, how do you think, how do you see this Saturday, or this Sunday, I mean, how do you see this this final, grand final playing out? And you're obviously going for the Rabbitohs, oh. so you reckon they'll get up? Yeah, I think I think the Rabbitohs, again, I guess, you know, Cleary said that they're, they're battle-hardened, and you've seen that over the weekend, the Penrith Panthers, and um, I guess you don't want to see, um, you know, a team go back to go back to back in grand finals and lose again, which is, which would be bloody a soft point for those Penrith Panthers. So something they're going to have to build on to try and get over the line. But again, I feel that the mm. Panthers, the South Sydney, have been priming themselves since about, I think they played in May against the Melbourne Storm and the Panthers and got 50 put on them twice against those two teams. Ever since then, they've been written off to say that they weren't going to make the finals, but they've just been priming really well into this, this last game, into the final, and they've, they've played some really great footy. Their, their defence has been what wins, has, what has made them win these last few games, and I know the other teams have been talking about the defence because we know they can attack, so it's, it's all there. So I feel that it's going to be a really close game. Most will be six points in it, which will be a nice grand final because we'll keep everyone on the edge of their seats, both. Beautiful stuff, Barry. That's awesome, man. Uh, double A, double three. What do you think? Can you can you see that happening? What do you think will happen in the grand final? Thanks for your, uh, your time this morning. All the best with your goals this week. What are your goals? What are, can you share them? Oh, oh, oh. It's, it's always get out and take the kids. Well, that's the, the main one, eh? Is getting out and take the kids out because we're <laughs> in level three right now. So the first one yeah. is making sure that of the schoolwork's done, lunches, our breakfast is ready. Get their schoolwork done, and then we're out hitting those roads. So we're doing something every single day. Otherwise, mate, it's crazy time. <laughs> <laughs> Shot, mate. Awesome, Dad. Daddy Bleary. Nice. <laughs> Dad him. Thanks, bro. All right, we'll catch uh, you again. Go well, man. Awesome team, thank you. There we go, Adam Blair. He reckons the Rabbitohs can get it done under six points in the grand final. Good to hear him with some goals and getting the kids out. Double eight, double three. What can you see happening this weekend with the NRL grand final? Of course, the other NRL story, Reese Walsh, and a little bit of trouble. We'll talk about that after this with Izzy Dag. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast coming up seven minutes away from eight. The Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmores. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Double eight, double three. Toby's come through. Fully agree with Blairy. South minus six. There you go. Thank you. Double eight, double three. Keep your texts coming in. Um, some other news in the NRL. Well, our star fullback, Reese Walsh, the youngster. Uh, this is what he said. I was told by some officers last night to move on, and w- when they came back and I didn't move on, got arrested, taken back to the police station. Once I got back to the police station, I was searched and in possession of a small bag of cocaine, which I had some during the night. Not great for the Warriors star bit of a messy situation over the weekend is he uh, yes it's not ideal um you know young young kid with a huge huge future 
in front of him. But I think um, the most important thing here is, uh, athletes aside, he is human and he has made a mistake and um, he has fronted it. He has fronted the media and, and he is remorseful and he's, he's um, you know, he could have sat behind a keyboard and, and left a little statement, but he went out and fronted it and, and owned it. He's uh, made, um, he's making changes. He's going to alcohol and rehab um, counselling this week. He's going to fret. So look, look at a, a young kid that's um, yeah made a bad decision in his life, and this will affect him short term, but long term he's fronted it. And I just hope that we can, um, you know, just just let the courses uh, take their take their path and and just support him along this journey and like i've said he's he is young and he has made a mistake and he'll always you know live with this for the rest of his career like but um you know you look at the the athletes around the world that have made mistakes it, it is a short-term mistake and long-term they've, they've turned into great people great ambassadors for our game and, and reese walsh is one of them it's not ideal like cocaine don't condone what what's going on there but um he's made a mistake he's fronted and, and the worst thing about it is <laughs> It's just the world we live in in this day and age, you know, like with how how we found out, mate. How we found out was on TikTok with a with a, a backtracking to the worst song ever, which is crazy. Like it's just the world we live in. But um, mate, he's made a mistake and uh, he he's dealing with it. He's front footed it, and now we can just support him and, and move through this little process. So yeah, not not a great look, but Reese Walsh, he's young. Yep, bang on. News for Trudy now for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmores. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It is Monday the 27th of September. It is just after 8 in the morning. The last hour, the last hour. We've had a great couple of hours, really. We've talked boxing. We've talked to Gareth Davies out of the Telegraph UK, and he was at the fight, and he gave us a great insight to what went on in the Anthony Joshua fight. Maybe just held back a, a wee bit, but hats off to Alexander Usyk. He deserved the win. He outboxed and outclassed the heavyweight champion Anthony Joshua. Flips the heavyweight division on its head. Make sure you join uh, Smithy later in the show. Joseph Parker joins Smithy. Joins Smithy out of the boxing world, and what does this do for the heavyweight division? Opens a few doors for our own one, our own man Joseph Parker and his journey when he takes on Derek, Derek Chisora later in the year. So great to hear that conversation. Joe Parker joins Smithy later on in the morning. So make sure you stay tuned for that fascinating uh, conversation with our own. Uh, we just had Adam Blair on the show and he was awesome. He was great, Blairy. Um, great insights to what went on on the weekend. Benji Marshall and the fairy tale finish is well and truly becoming a reality. The Rabbitohs, he's picking the Rabbitohs to get up over the Panthers and a good fairy tale finish for our mate Benji Marshall. What a career, what a champion. He is the only reason I support the West Tigers. And, well, it's been a tough, tough old year for them, the West Tigers. So if you've missed anything, make sure you head over to our podcast on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast, where anything podcast you'll get that, you'll get all the insights of what's went on in this show. Adam Blair, Gareth Davies talking boxing, and just coming up, Coming up, we're going to talk to the golden one. The 100th Test match was played on Saturday. And I gave my take on it before, what I thought went on, and uh, my little insights to how it all transpired on the weekend. And the one that knows everything about what went on, he was on the Sky panel with uh, Sir JK and Kirsty Stanway on Saturday. Jeff Wilson, the golden one, he would have some fascinating insights to what went on on the weekend and... 
maybe get his little take on it too. So make sure you stay tuned. We're going to cross over to Goldie now. He has just joined us. It's time for a McCafe coffee catch-up. It was one of the most anticipated test matches outside of Rugby World Cup, and maybe it didn't deliver fireworks, but the intensity was through the roof between the All Blacks and Springboks. Jeff Olsen soaked it all up in the Sky Sports studio, and he's with us now. If you've got any questions for Jeff, make sure you give us a text on double eight double three, and we'll get those to him. Let us know what you thought about the game and uh, how it all transpired on, on Saturday. But, Goldie, good morning, mate. Thank you for your going, buddy. I'm going great, mate. I'm going great. How are you going? I'm all right, you know. I'm just, I've just rocked up out of bed. It's time for my first coffee of the day. We've obviously got a little more, <laughs> few more challenges uh, here in Auckland than you have, brother. But uh, <laughs> it was a fascinating weekend, wasn't it? You know, so much anticipation, mm. so much to look forward to, and look, it was, it was drama filled right to the end. But it certainly wasn't a spectacle. Um, but yeah. you know, I've, I've had sort of a bit of time now to sort of absorb what's happened and, and uh, try and come up with mm. my own theories about what's good for South African rugby and what's good for the game. And, and in the end, you know, like you have to respect the fact they were going out there to try and win an important test match. Yeah, so what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts? Let us know those thoughts, mate. I've given my thoughts this morning. I thought South Africa, they spoke about it all week, the game plan that they were going to bring. I didn't expect them to box kick outside the 22 for attacking kick, but, you know, we knew what was coming. And I thought the, the All Blacks would have knew and, and they just looked shell-shocked. So but let me know what your thoughts were, mate. Well, I thought the, the Springboks brought to the game exactly what they've brought over the last couple of seasons. Obviously, they didn't play last year, but we've seen this year against the British and Irish Lions and through the, their, their tournament in the World Rugby World Cup. They were certainly better than that in the World Cup final. There's no doubt about it. And they have played better rugby than they played yeah. on the weekend. I think in the end, they just they reduced it down from 10-man rugby to 9-man rugby and decided, <laughs> you know what? You know you want to play. We know you want to be expensive. We want to, you know you want to play to your strengths. You're just going to have to do it in a way that's uncomfortable for you. And so they did a great job mm. their line out, putting us under pressure there. They did a great job of challenging us in the air. What they probably will look at the game and go, you know what? There are a couple of areas that they could have given themselves a better opportunity to score tries, and they chose not to. You know, they didn't go to their line out drive, which has been effective against us in the past. They chose to accumulate in threes, and in the end, they presented the All Blacks with an opportunity to win. Um, the one thing they'll never do, given the, play, the way that they are playing, is they're never going to give themselves any breathing room, any space on the scoreboard. They didn't get that. Presented Jordy Barrett with an opportunity to kick the goal in the way he went, and he did it. Um, now, is it concerning? It's not entertaining as a spectacle if you're wanting to see fast-flowing running rugby. And I've almost yeah. got to the point, is he now, where... If that's the way they want to play, and we know they're going to play, let's just do it for two test matches of the year and move on. We banked away the Freedom Cup once again. We banked away another rugby championship. We've won the Blitterslow Cup again for another season. So far, 2021's a pretty good year for the All Blacks. Mm. So on the flip side, on the flip side, the All Blacks, they know what was coming. They knew what was coming. They knew what was what was South Africa going to bring. So how do they counter that? How do, how do you see the All Blacks countering that so they can play their game, play their freestyle? Obviously, catching hobbles is a big part of that, but the little details within that, I felt like because Brody Retallick got penalised earlier, maybe the escorts were second-guessing themselves. Weren't you know The ref played a big part in that. What's your thoughts? Oh, no doubt about it. Um, 
Now, I think South Africa had done a good job of, of educating areas they'd been concerned about the week before with the Wallabies, mm-hmm. uh, not getting a, not having given, getting a fair contest in the air. What the All Blacks, I think, did, and Justin Marshall talked about this as well, is that they actually ended up getting, I believe, too many people in the space. And they dedicated, they were sort of like nominating only one receiver every time a kick went up, whereas quite often the kicks were short. And it was a place where if you were coming forward to it, the lines you were trying to run and the people you were trying to get through, it just made it near impossible to actually collect the position. So you actually need quite often, if it's a short kick, you need someone else to take responsibility for it. So, I mean, the amount of space that there, there was in and around ball when it was landing on the ground made it really difficult for our receivers. The other side of the game I felt was that we got we were very, very predictable in our carrying areas, the where, where we were trying to take the ball into space. So quite often we, we were delivering the ball to the man at the same time as the defence was arriving. Some of the accuracy of our passing. And the other side of it to mm. me was I don't think we distributed the ball quick enough. I don't I think we waited for them to get set too often. We needed to be on the move more. Uh, more. Uh, and, and we ended up quite often getting into our structures, but because it was slightly slow, it meant they just had more men around the, around the ball. Um, and, and when you get congested areas against the Springboks, you're going to lose the game line. You're going to lose the battle at the breakdown in terms of and you're going to make errors and turnovers against them. So I think this is, the, this is what the All Blacks saw. I'll be interested to see how they adjust uh, this weekend. Um, but like you said, we know what the Springboks are going to do because they've been openly saying that's their DNA. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I don't agree with that. That's what they've decided. So let's let's prepare for it and find a way to make it a little bit more comfortable this weekend. A shining light, mate. A shining light for that game. Ethan Blackadder coming off the bench, throwing into a seven jersey. He hasn't played that often. Played uh, once for the Crusaders. Against the Reds, outstanding. But for you, Shiny Light, he was pretty impressive, wasn't he? He was good. He was really, really good. I mean, it was always going to be a big ask. Uh, he's a guy who, you know, we, we needed physicality. Um, losing Jacobson, we lost. We were going to lose that unless someone mm. stepped up to the mark. Uh, the versatility of Artie Savia being, a go, being able to go to eight, uh, I think, was really, really important. Um, we could keep our leadership out there. But look, the star of the show was obviously Geordie Barrett because of the barrage he had to. Mm. Um, uh, take care of, but he also had other impacts on the game, not just his goal kicking, which is great. Um, I think this was, to me, his most influ- influential and impactful game for the All Blacks. It was great for him, you know, because you know he's he's proved he can compete at the at the highest level. Is he going to be the answer for every team? Maybe not, but it gives us another guy with great experience. But look, I think for a lot of those players, David Harvey's of the world, you know, who who haven't been exposed to the Springboks. Know, like a lot of the players in that squad, but this is this is hugely beneficial. You know, um, you know, I think it, it was uh, Will Jordan's the same. These guys experiencing things they hadn't experienced before, and going, "Wow, I, I've never never been faced in a, in a in a big game like that where so many things don't go right, um, but to still come away with the win." You know, uh, Ian Foster mm. said it, and I totally agree. Good teams win ugly. And I tell you what, yeah. it doesn't get me uglier, and they still manage to win. And, uh, you know, as, as, a, uh, as a rugby nation, I think we should be proud of that because, you know, yeah. um, in the past, there's been situations we haven't won those games.
Yeah, how many different ways to skin the cat, Goldie? That's a very good point. Hey, we uh, at the end of our show each day, we sleep on it with the who, who we call the doyen, Ian Smith. Um, very, obviously, as you know, encyclopedic knowledge about sport, strong opinions. And on Friday, we asked him to sleep on the fact that Richie Maunga would be available. Who would he think would be starting at first five for the All Blacks in this last test match? Did you see enough out of Bowden? And, and actually, and as he kind of pointed it out last week, he might be carrying a bit of a niggle. Um, what did you see out of Bowden Barrett's performance? And would you suspect that Richie would come back in, Jeff? I think it's a real challenge for anyone that's coming up against the Springboks in that position at first five. We, we know that they're going to bring pressure and they're not going to allow you to play your game. Um, I don't know whether he's carrying an injury or not. What, what I would say is the fact that they probably wasn't playing as flat to the line as you'd like to see him. You know, that would be the one side of it, maybe, um, just to, to be that threat a little bit more. But to be fair, you know, the same thing. I didn't see DJ Piranata run very often uh, in the game, you know, and, and uh, oh, he maybe done it a couple of times. And I think that's critical against teams that have quick defences, that if you sit back and allow them come, to come at you, uh, that might open the door for a Richie Moanga coming in. But in saying that, he's had no rugby. No, so it's mm. not, you know, you, you're bringing him straight in on, and going, hey, come come up against the Springbok team. That's not an easy art. Yeah. So, you know, I, if Cody's if good to go again, I'd like to think they might go with him. But what have we got to lose uh, in this game? You know, uh, yeah. see Ian Foster talked about having a, what, a clean sweep, you know, his own, their own grand slam. Uh, grand slam of, of, a grand slam he's talking about going through and winning, you know. I, I think... You know, he's got a lot to play for if he's if he if he's wanting to get consistency out of his group and change. If he wants that group to learn, he may have to play a lot of them again. But you now I do know the fact that uh, Dalton Papali is is probably not far away. He's probably not. He's going to be good to go. Mm-hmm. Anton Leonard Brown's going to be good to go. You know, um, I'm wondering whether or not they might actually, if they're fit, they'll bring them back in. It's been a big ask for some of these guys already. So, you know, maybe maybe it is time to change the combination. Moanga back. Anton Leonard Brown. You know, Rico goes back onto the wing um, and, and see what they can do from there. So that would be, you know, my my look at things. And here you go. The combination has been Moanga and McKenzie. Is that, the, is that the combination they look at again? That would be the way I would, I would approach it. Nice, nice. I love that, Goldie. Um, how do you see this weekend's game uh, planning out? Obviously, we just had that one with the... We know what happened. Springboks bought their game plan. We knew that. You see the All Blacks countering it this weekend and being a totally different spectacle? As much as it's been tough for the All Blacks, it's been really, really tough for the Springboks. I mean, you think about what uh, they've gone through and the number of games they've played. A lot of those guys have been away from home for a very, very long time. I think Mm. they're going to be up against it. I think they put everything they had into that game, into that 80 minutes, trying to get a result. Uh, Yep, they'll front up and... But it's going to be a moot. There's, there's no Freedom Cup on the line. There's no Rugby Championship on the line. You know, it's not the hundredth Test match. So, you know, the pressure's yeah. going to be on them to go. Okay, it's a DNA. You know, okay, we're just going to go out there and muscle up one more time. Um, I'd like to think maybe I don't see them changing anything, but I, I think the All Blacks might make some adjustments and you know, I expect them to be to be better uh, and and look to get a really really good result. Um, and, and it's whether or not the Springboks can find themselves at that emotional level again. Nice, mate. Oh, I know you're a golf fan, and I'm watching the Ryder Cup. Are you yeah, watching mate. it? Yeah, I'm watching the Ryder Cup, mate. I'm watching the, I'm just watching John Rahm, mate. John Rahm's falling the bit. Oh, 
Oh, mate, he played. He was amazing yesterday, though. He was amazing. Yeah. Like, it's one of those. It's, this is one of the great competitions in the world, you know. And and oh, the yeah. USA have come to play. They've been really, really good. Um, they used to, they've sort of set themselves up for today, but it's not over till it's over, mate. Ryder Cup, some amazing <laughs> things have happened, but it's great. It is great drama. Watching the best in the world, watching things they mate, can how do would that you... we can't, Izzy. <laughs> how would you how would you approach hole 12 that par 3 with the skinniest green I think I've ever seen how would you approach that one how would I approach it <laughs> hidden hope it's, it's like a it's a hidden hope it's like a wedge mate eh? it's like a wedge if the best players in the world can't hit it what chance have I got <laughs> I've seen your irons mate you're pretty sharp hey thanks very much for joining us Goldie oh, very insightful it. like always mate um, look forward to catching up with you soon once uh, we get a bit of normality back to it. I hope you and the family are tracking well and we'll catch up soon, bud. Thanks, Izzy. Always great to chat, mate. Take care. See you. Awesome. There you go, the golden one. Very, very insightful. Maybe a few changes rolling out this weekend with the All Blacks, a few tired bodies. South Africa will bring the same game plan, so don't expect anything different from South Africa. We know what's coming. That's that's what I was wondering, Is he Like, are they just going to do... Ex- I mean, why wouldn't they? They nearly nicked it, really. It was just one penalty. Mm. They probably... You can make a very good argument they should have won. Brian from Rotorua. Morning, boys. I agree with Izzy. Yes, it was frustrating, but South Africa executed their game plan and it almost paid off. For me, it was awesome to see the two, contra- two different contrasting styles of rugby go the lads. There you go. That is... Fascinating, and that's what makes it kind of interesting because it's chalk and cheese, and it kind of combusted mm. into this weird test match. Which I was saying before, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I didn't have an issue with it. Yeah, it might not have been a classic, but I really enjoyed it, and I actually want to see more of the same next week because now the teams have got a good look at each other. They should make little tweaks, but the overall spectacle will probably be quite similar, I imagine. Yeah, for sure, and it'll be interesting to see what sort of game plan or what kind of ideas um, Ian Foster and, and the All Blacks come back with. They know what's coming now. They know what's coming now, and, and they they should have known that. Last week, we were, South Africa spinkied about it all week. So the little changes for the All Blacks to make this week so that they don't have the same amount of errors. And, um, yeah, so, mate, they'll just be hitting that turtle all week. High balls all game. To, all, all practice will just be high balls, I, I'd, I'd imagine. But is that turtle? Is that the Maybe little thing? Maybe selection changes. Is a turtle that thing yeah. that goes on the back of you guys and you jump on? Yeah, yeah, that's the turtle. They call it the turtle. It's it's amazing, mate. It's amazing those things are good. When you're in the, when you're in the DDs, you're the dirty duties, you're not playing. That's your job, mate. 30 minutes in the turtle. Catching, <laughs> uh, someone putting balls up and you're just there being the little... Little turtle there, so yeah, there you go. It's uh, it's a it's a great it's a great little tool, and it does wonders. Um, I can imagine the All Blacks will be just working hard on that all week. I think they call them specky pads in the AFL or something like that. Oh. Um, so they use them as well because obviously, in the and that's kind of what AFL is getting your knees into the back of guys' heads and necks, but you can't do that in training because yeah. that's uh, that's, no. it gets a bit old pretty fast. Hey, Izzy, Wally boy, but the Bay deserved the win in the weekend. Cheers, John. Good on the bay. Yeah, that'll be good. What about Cash uh, Cash Dixon? Did you get on that first try? Rolling more, <laughs> leaning on the back. <laughs> Old Cash Dixon, Cash Power Dumpling Dixon. He is just yeah, money yeah. for money for Power Dumpling, isn't he? It's excellent stuff. <laughs> Twenty and a half minutes past eight o'clock. Plenty of sport going on. Kansas City has taken the lead, seventeen fourteen over the Chargers in the NFL. The USA has a commanding lead in the Ryder Cup, and we've got to face the music. 
Paul Moate coming up after this. We've got to face our genie. He's going to be well and truly out of his bottle today. 21 minutes past eight. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. The Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmores. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Oh, 800-150-811. It's the Kennard's Hire phone line. If you feel a little bit hungover, that's all right. It is the wash-up of the best sporting weekend of the year. We've got the Choices Flooring Poll for Performance of the Week. It's still live. You can go vote on that. Uh, Baz and Izzy for Breakfast Twitter page or double eight double three the text machine. Performance of the weekend. Fufty Clerks Boot, Max Gorn and the D's, Usich, Dan Hooker. Go and have your say, have your choice, and we will get to those results shortly. But Izzy, it's time for us, mate, to face the music. <laughs> we might have got a bit big for our boots. Time for a TAB Live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paul Mawati is here with us. Paul, hello. <laughs> morning, morning, boys. <laughs> Morning, Paul. How are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Poor old Louis. He's sort of sounding like he's, he's just gone 80 minutes. He might, need a, de- he might need a defibrillator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need defibrillator. I need one of those. Oh, it's almost like a, an elephant stampeded all over oh, him. Yeah. Oh, you brought it oh. up. See, we should have went with our gut instinct. Elephant, what, storm time, paying 2 dollars 40 mate. Oh. That would have been better than nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> got greedy, got too smart, got beaten. Oh, well. Uh, anyway, what hey, do you uh, Look, uh, well, look, I know you guys do a bit of study for the SENZ showdown where, of course, Unfortunately, your tip didn't come in this week, but um, you did say that you were quite keen on Elephant, but the price had moved. Um, in future, just flick me a, a text or a message when if you see that when the market's open uh, and you think, actually, this one's worth a go, flick me a, flick me a text and we'll, we'll put it down at the price at the time and, and then we, we won't mention it until the Thursday, but you'll get the price at the time, okay. if you see something that you think is going to move, so yeah, um, yeah, don't don't just, just because you, you see the price on Wednesday um, <laughs> and, and and you think it's going to move, let me know straight away, and we'll we'll put you down for that price um, so that you don't miss out on these. Because I think Elephant was around the was it three fifty mark uh, early on. Yeah, we get it. Three, yeah, we missed. I yeah. think it yeah. opened at three twenty. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was three bucks. It was three twenty, and it would have. It would have been a great bet at the price. Look, personally, I actually did back it on the Saturday, but I wish we just had gone with. The, anyway, anyway, <laughs> who who won, Paul? Did anyone? Smithy must have got up. He had the unders in the All Blacks game, didn't he? He sure did. Yep. He. Um, what was it? The All Blacks one to twelve. I think he got it at around three twenty. Uh, I had a look at the price about half an hour before kickoff on Saturday night, and it was into two dollars and eighty-eight cents. So wow. he was on the right side of the move. Mm. Um, he, he read it perfectly, and, and he got the chocolates. Mark Stafford also had one or two minus eight and a half, um, and they got there mm. fairly easily in the end. They were pretty dominant over Northland. Um, so I think they're the only two winners. Unfortunately for Beaver and uh, Kirsty and Ricky, um, they had the All Blacks to win, Australia to win, but they had the Silver Ferns to lead at halftime and to win as well. And <laughs> that was the one that let them down. Oh, 
no. I thought they would. They, they did not. Did they not choose Tasman over Waikato? I mean, Waikato over Tasman. I'm sure Beaver would have taken his own team. There's a great bit too up against the reigning champs. You would have thought he was going to do that, but he didn't. Oh. He he looked away, unfortunately. Oh, dear. All right, Paul. That's okay. There's plenty yeah. going on this week. We'll fight. Look, we will bounce back. And on a positive note, we got our first winner for the uh, pacing for purpose. So we, yeah. we we got super base at Addington. And um, so that's, I think, probably about 150 bucks to the Child uh, Cancer Foundation. So that is a positive note. So it wasn't a losing weekend all in all, but we'll come back strong this week. Is there anything we should be watching for on the TAB website today? Yeah, there's a $10,000 guaranteed terminating pick six at the Palmerston North Greyhounds today. We've also got a bonus back promotion on the San Francisco 49ers Green Bay Packers game, which starts around a, oh, about oh, it's daylight saving. So it'll be uh, about 20 past one this afternoon, the 49ers Packers. There's a bonus back promotion on that, as there is on tomorrow's game, the Cowboys-Eagles. Just head to the TAB website to check out all the T's and C's for those uh, promotions and many more. Uh, and if you're going to have a bet, make sure you gamble responsibly. Yep, amen to that. Yes. Promotions and plan. Hundreds of sports markets to choose from. You got it. TAB.co.nz. Paul Moate and Panelop Joe's just told me in my ear that uh, Green Bay's going to absolutely coast in later on. So there you go. Thanks. For no, that. no, 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 no. Green Bay, nothing. 49ers for life. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, sorry, I must have heard that wrong. It's 29 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Right now it's time for the news with Trudy. For Kubota, together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Izzy, our choices, flooring, poll result on the other side of this. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's 27 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Johnny Rahm just got one back in his matchup against Scotty Scheffler at the Ryder Cup. Rory McIlroy is three up in his matchup, but I must say USA look like they are going to coast to their 14 and a half they need to get victory. One of the great sporting events just happened to be in one of the great sporting weekends. Alexander Usich, a new heavyweight champion of the world. Dan Hooker fighting in the UFC. Um, a lot of decisions and water to go under the bridge for City Kickboxing about what they are going to do as far as where they will base themselves moving forward. Eugene Behrman, as Izzy, you called them not the best gym in the UFC earlier on. It's not an easy decision to make, is it? It's not like these guys are just making up the numbers. They are leading. They are. They are leading in the fight game, uh, especially in the UFC area. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a huge loss if we if we lose. And, like, they'll still fly the flag, but it's just, it's just so good for, you know, young, expiring athletes or fighters when they can just cruise into the city kickboxing, the amount of history. When you walk around there and you see Kaikara France or you see Dan Hooker, Brad Riddell, Brad the Quake Riddell, you know, um, just absolute champions. So, look... If they go, that that's the decision they're going to make. Um, we, we're hoping uh, Israel Abdul Sanya can have his rematch with uh, Whitaker over in, um, well, it's meant to be soon, but that COVID changed those plans. So coming up, that's going to be an absolute monstrous fight. Looking forward to that. But, yeah, it'd be a huge loss if we lose them. Yeah, absolutely. So it looks like Adesanya, at least, is going to set himself up over there. Lewis Hamilton's won his 100th Formula One race. That's the first time anyone's ever done that, I'll be pretty sure. Um, so it's an incredible effort for him over in Russia. We've got the Panthers and the Rabbitohs into the NRL Grand Final. Geordie Barrett kicks that rocket. He said, I held my breath as it was in the air to beat the Springboks in the 100th Test. And there was some serious performances over the weekend, including our guy, Max Gorn. 
And our other guy, uh, Gary Lyon, the SEN breakfast host mm. with uh, Tim Watson. He's a Melbourne club legend. How cool was it, Izzy, to see him? I don't know if you saw that clip. He was over there. He actually handed the trophy to um, Simon yeah. Goodwin and Max Gorton. Yeah, yeah, he handed the trophy over to, to Max Gorn the, and, and the crew. And then I saw him, like, in amongst the, the lads getting all celebrating, like, right in amongst us, <laughs> just seeing what it meant to you know, Gary Lyon over in, in the AFL, mate. And that's what, we've got a text message here, definitely Max in the ARL. And just seeing all, how big that competition is over there. Obviously, it's usually at the MCG, the, you know, one of the biggest, best stadiums, so much history there, Melbourne Cricket Ground. But no, it was in um, Perth, at that Optus Stadium. So, yeah, great to see Gary Lyon. Gary Lyon riding amongst it. He was right on the uh, Instagram <laughs> handles. He was riding amongst it too, eh? Wasn't he? he was riding there. I wonder, so Daylight Saving, so they will go on here at 6am, I think. Uh, so, sorry, sorry, at 9am. They're on here at 6am. So we might tune into the SENZ app after this and see how dusty Gary is because I imagine he would have had a, a <laughs> sherbet or two. Surely he would have had a Fanta after a 55-year wait or whatever it was. Um, but it is time for our Choices Flooring room view, uh, Choices Flooring poll. Choices Flooring's room view makes choosing flooring easy. Visit choicesflooring.com.au to find out more. I've asked you to have your choice. The Baz and Izzy for breakfast Twitter page had the poll. People have been texting Dan Hooker, Max Gorn, Alexander Usich, but here's the compounding uh, victory, and it is. Well, the heavyweight champion of the world, he's gone boom. Alexander Usich with 70% of the vote. People in hands and heels think that he was the supporting performance of the weekend, and it's kind of hard to argue when you step in the ring with Anthony Joshua, who we've heard so much about, and you just teach him a lesson about boxing for 12 rounds. It was comprehensive. It was, it was, mate. And um, like you're going to hear a lot more from this. He holds all the cards now. He holds all the cards. So I'm wondering if Fury, if he gets it, what if Wilder beats Fury? And then that just throws it. Big <laughs> spanner in the works, you know? Like and the whole heavyweight division is just thrown into a disarray, disarray, I should say. And But um, good on him. Good on him. He holds all the cards now. He holds all the power. And, and I didn't know that stat. 350 amateur fights. 350 amateur fights. That fellow has been in some scraps. And he showed that on the weekend with his class, his boxing prowess, you know, just really skillful with how he went about his, his craft. It wasn't like it wasn't your traditional, we want people to get in there and just start swinging. He was actually really clinical and just out, outboxed the boxer, the champ, Anthony Joshua. So looking forward to hearing from Joseph Parker and what he kind of saw from that fight and what does this do to the boxing, weight, uh, boxing heavyweight division. In the world, so he's up with Smithy after us. So looking forward to that little interview with Joseph Parker. Bang, yeah, heavyweight guest for Smithy, the heavyweight of the broadcasting airwaves. And um, someone's tweeted us: Happy birthday to an absolute legend of the game and my all-time favourite player, at Baz McCullum, a cricketer who has who is in behind charge of the power play batting store uh, change in the power play batting style. You are a true gentleman and will always be inspirational to others. Wishing you a fantastic year ahead, Akil. We appreciate your kind words. Happy birthday to Baz over in the UAE. I'm sure he'd love to be home with his family in Matamata, in God's land as he calls it. But um, look, he's off doing his job. And, and after this, is it? we're going to hear from a couple of people wishing Baz happy birthday because he is a, a much-loved friend of ours and co-host of this show. So we'll play that out after this. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 21 minutes away from nine, and we'll get our guy Izzy Dag to wish Baz a big happy birthday as well. You're listening to SENZ. 
The Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmores. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. 16 minutes away from 9 o'clock. 0800 150 is the Kennard's Hire phone line. You can get in touch with us before the end of the show. If you want to come through and wish Baz a happy birthday. And double eight double three guys, Wayne Shelford said a Kiri one. He was the best loose forward on the weekend. I agree defensively. He was strong. Need Papali'i and Sotutu starting with him. Cheers, Ken. Ken, thanks for your thoughts. I think it's a bit stiff on Ethan Blackadder. We know we're the, we're the chief Ethan Blackadder fan club here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Um, so maybe... Maybe Izzy and me are a bit blinded, but I thought he was exceptional, although Akira was very strong on defence, wasn't he, Izzy? I think he's he's got a point. I think he's got a point there because we're used to Akira playing that, that expensive game and in the game where he's running, he's in open pastures and, and doing his, his powerful running game that we're also used to. I can think he has a point there. Like the All Blacks were made, uh, they were made to not play that kind of game. They were shaped from South Africa's game plan, putting them on a, tr- uh, you know, amounts, a huge amount of pressure. So they weren't able to play the, the game where Akira was able to shine. And so you look in the other way, in the other parts of the game, defensively, putting shots on, making tackles, uh, which, you know, you at home probably wasn't looking at because you, all you could see was, you know, balls being dropped, kicks being made. But then you look on the other side, the flip side, when they're doing things off the ball that probably Ken has seen from that game. So you, you take his point and, and you have a look into it. I, I don't think... That would be the starting team. You can't leave Ari out. He's our captain. He's our leadership. He is our leader. So, um, but you know, Satutu, he is a big. He's got a big future ahead of him. I thought he was outstanding off the bench. Yeah, absolutely. I think he did. He offered something. Justin Herbert just misses mm. on third and goal. They are three points behind Kansas City Chiefs over in the NFL. But today it's the twenty seventh of September, and our dear friend Baz McCullum, the big four zero, add a different number to the start of that age. Baz, we can't wait to have you back here. Here's some messages from some of your friends. Baz, the big 4-0. Happy birthday, mate. Hope you have a great day. Just thinking back, gee, you've come a long way from that youngster that turned up in the black caps uh, with the blonde tips and the strut. Um, Gee, that seems a long time ago, but hope you enjoy the day, mate. No doubt you will have a glass of red wine. And I look forward to having a drink with you when you get back, probably in the next two years when you get your MIQ voucher. All the best, buddy. Have a great day. Hey, Baz. Sieb's here, mate. Hope you're doing well up there in the UAE. Well done on your Tappan Eagle the other day, by the way, mate. Have a great 40th up there. No doubt uh, spent with Millsy and Morgs and a few other cricketers. I look forward to catching up and celebrating over a glass of nice red when you get back. All the best, mate. Oh, McCullum goes over. Extra cover. That'll be six. Down the wicket. Happy birthday, Bazza, from your old mate down the road at Waikato Stud. Have a great day. Looking forward to you getting home. Have one or two with you down at Game Gully. Drop the shoulder and go hard, brother. There goes McCullum. And another one. It's well on his way to get the bigger one. We saw everything from him, and Shah Rukh Khan is over the moon. That's six more. That's beautifully timed. G'day, guys. Chris Lean here. I just want to wish my bash brother a happy 40th. 
Oh, I've no doubt. Listen, the family would love to have him home, but the, on the flip side, the cricketing circles are very grateful to have uh, Brendan McCullum um, for another birthday. I uh, hope all is well, brother, and I'll definitely have a beer for you. 621 for six, and Brendan McCullum is on 298. Happy birthday. Happy 40th birthday, babe. Wish we could be together for your birthday, but we'll celebrate when you get home. We're so proud of everything you do for our family. You're amazing and we love you lots. See you soon. Happy birthday. Love you, Dad. Love you, Dad. Bye. Brenda McCallum, happy 30th, 40th, brother. It's so great to hear from Listen, the kids. They miss you heaps. We all oh, do. You're an awesome dude. It was... That was the best message, that last one, mate. It, um, yeah, it's, it hits home, mate. Hey? He's away from his family. He's doing everything he can to support them. He's working offshore to put food on the table. And, you know, you see what, what the sacrifices that these guys have to make to, to be able to do this. And that was cool, man. I, I love what you're about, Bears. You're an absolute champion. You've, you've, you've brought the best out of me, mate. And uh, really, really grateful to be able to work with you. Um, hopefully one day we can get you back. Um, <laughs> we, we really miss you here, man. And uh, wherever you are, Probably sleeping. Happy birthday, brother, and uh, love you. Well said, Iz. Off to the break, back with Smithy to sleep on it for temper. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 10 minutes away from none. The Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmores. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Five minutes away from nine o'clock this morning, a very fine day. Brenda McCullum's birthday, of course. After Smithy, coming up after nine, we've got Mark Stafford into Kirst and Beaver. 0800 150 is the Kennard's higher phone line. Make sure you keep your dials tuned or stay listening to the SENZ app throughout the day. But we've got the doyen with us, is he? Yep. Good morning, Smithy. Hey, lads. How's it going this morning? All right? Hey. Yeah, we're good, we're the, good. Monday we're after good. the weekend it was. The Monday after the weekend yeah. it was, eh? How was that weekend for you, mate? Were you tuned to that screen all weekend? Yeah, I loved it. I, I was still just watching the the last rights of the Ryder Cup now. And, I, you know, it's just yeah. consumed a lot of my weekend because it's just that, you know, once every couple of years sporting event that I just can't take my eyes off. And uh, the Americans have pretty much won it from Game the over, first day. But... It, yeah, they pretty much won it from the first day, actually, Izzy. They dominated the whole way, but uh, it hasn't stopped me watching. Gee, a tough golf course, man. Really tough. <laughs> how, I asked, uh, I asked uh, Goldie, how would you play that 12th, the par 3? That's a tough green to hit. Wow. <laughs> well, he'd find a way, because that's why you call him Goldie. <laughs> <laughs> very true. The golden one, but very true. Hey, uh, tip of sleep on it, uh, Smithy. I asked you Friday was about Bodie. So Bodie, has he done enough to be our first choice, uh, first five, or does Richie come back and slot straight in? Well, it's a hard one uh, over the weekend to sort mm. of to sort of say that. I, I don't, I don't mm. think he has. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, and what they've shown over the years, as, as you well know, uh, unless you play your way out of uh, an All Blacks starting position, they're pretty well faithful, yeah. even if they had injuries and things. They, they, they tend to be very faithful in that regard. And I don't think that policy will change. 
Uh, I would be, mm. uh, if Mwang is available, I think he'd, he'd get a, a crack next time around. So, no, he hasn't. I mean, he's, he's back to pretty close where he was. But I don't think yep. he's I don't think he's dislodged Moonga or absolutely uh, stenciled his name on into the jersey. Hey mate, I know you were going to probably dive into it in your show, but what were your takes from that mm. game? You know, hats off to South Africa. They they spoke about it all week and they executed their game plan. But what was your take from it? Yeah, it was the fact that we didn't respond to it as well as we uh, perhaps would have liked to. I think we everyone knew it was coming. Um, but we didn't quite have the answer. I'll never quite understand, though, is even though you have a game plan like yeah. that, when you're in position of the ball and you're in position of the lead, why you give the opposition the opportunity uh, to come back? Mm. Uh, and that, that is the big question mark to me. I mean, OK, the game plan worked. It worked for about 78 minutes in that respect. Uh, but when they gave it back yeah. to the All Blacks and the opportunity to get down the other end and create a penalty situation, that was it. Um, it, it, it to me, it just... Uh, it's nonsensical in that regard. We're going to talk to Grant Fox, actually, uh, very shortly. Uh, yeah. He'll be happy because they won. Um, but will he be happy? I don't think Ian Foster was thrilled just uh, listening to post-match comments, etc. He said it wasn't quite the way we wanted it to go. We knew it was coming that way, but uh, did we react in the mm. way we perhaps should have? No. So we'll, we'll t get Foxy's take on that. I might even ask him uh, about the Bodie Barrett-Richie Moonga situation. Nice, nice, love that. Looking forward to that. Uh, Smithy, what else you got? I know you got Joe Parker on as well. The boxing heavyweight division flipped on its head. Be great to hear. Who else yeah. you got, mate? Uh, we've got Courtney Tidy on the netball and a little bit of league from um, nice. from Courtney as well. Vossi, of course, on his take uh, on the rugby league. Uh, and now that we're into the grand final, uh, man, Melbourne, hey, all away, all away for that. Uh, and then Louis, uh, Louis Pomawari. Uh, Lavina Good and Glenn Lama on the panel. So busy morning, is he? Very busy, is he? Nice. Beautiful nice. stuff. Hey, <laughs> 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 to love a little bit of alliteration, that was sleep on it. Thanks to Tim for the mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases, which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. Another question for the doyen tomorrow, same time, is he? But a great morning, mate. A great morning wrapping up the behemoth of a weekend. Yeah, it's been a great weekend. It's been a great weekend. Looking forward to hearing Smithy's sermon after this. It's my highlight of the day. And then looking forward to hearing what Joe Parker has to say. Uh, mate, it's been a great morning. Happy birthday to our good man, Baz McCullum. Wherever you are, mate, we're proud of you. Keep leading the way. And hopefully, hopefully we can see you back here soon. We don't want you to move offshore like city kickboxing. But anyway, we want you to stay here, mate. Thanks for joining us. We love what you've been bringing to the show. Thanks to my team, Trudy. Kieran's at home, so Robbie's in, Joe and Louie. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Ano. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.